Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Well, I won't back down No, I won't back down You can stand me up at the gates of hell But I won't back down Gonna stand my ground Won't be turned around And I'll keep this world from dragging me down Gonna stand my ground And I won't back down Hey, baby There ain't no easy way out Hey, I will stand my ground And I won't back down Well, I know what's right I got just one life In a world that keeps on pushing me around But I stand my ground And I won't back down Hey, baby There ain't no easy way out Hey, I will stand my ground And I won't back down No, I won't back down Hello and welcome to a big episode of Signal of Doom, episode 307. I'm Dave, I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? Uh, I'm better, I'm yeah. better. Um Getting off a bad uh, Japanese flu. A flu wow. that was, was specifically over from Japan. The Asian flu has got you, man. Wowee. Yeah. Did you catch it with Conan, who was in Japan in this uh, in this uh, segment that we read this week? Was, were, were you on the ship um, with Conan? I never I never saw those Japan more like sort of Mongol China. No, but then he made it to Japan, I, I think, if he went a bit further. So he went. they went to China. Uh, I only got to 350 issues, but... Oh, no, then he got there with the volcano. That was Japan with the samurais and stuff. No, okay, I think that must be after the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, he, he, he got to Japan, man, like, um, Fair and fought the samurais. And I'm just wondering, were you yeah. on the ship, man? Because you, know, you caught the Asian flu. Well, I must have got it just from reading that book then. No. The Asian <laughs> superbug, man. My, my, unfortunately, my girlfriend uh, brought it over as an uh, impromptu gift. Oh, no, that was that was... <laughs> that was our import. Um, what was I going to say? And did I hear that you've hurt your back? Are you turning into me with a bad back? What's going on? Oh, I just overworking myself at work, and I just got myself into a position where I just twinged my back. So, oh no! Um, I couldn't do anything for the rest of the day, but uh, it's 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 mending now. It's Is it? a bit looser now. Okay. Well, you be careful about that, and remember, hop baths to your friend, heat packs to your friend. 
um, mm. all that stuff because I'm sure you'll wake up tomorrow with a pretty st- stiff back. I mean, l- lying down is my best friend because, like, when yeah. you lie down with a bad back, it's fine. Like, it's only when you have to get up and move. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, I agree. Lying down is, is good. Wowee, so it's been a busy uh, week for you, man, fighting off illnesses, fighting off the spectre himself, hey, man. It's probably been my worst week in a long time, so, yeah. Jesus. Wowee. Any chance to read anything or watch anything to soothe the beast, man? Uh, <clears throat> oh well, we saw we saw uh, Mario Brothers last week, but this week, yes. Um, actually, watching the movie has actually put us in the mood to play Nintendo games. So we've been playing. Really? Um, we've actually been playing Mario games, and uh, well, give and us stuff. you know, like before we even get into the main show. I, from what I read. You guys were a one excited about Mario, weren't you? Like, tell us your view of it, man. Give us the vibe. I mean, I I was excited because I mean, obviously, Mario is a big part of my my childhood. I sure, mean, that was you know. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, for a lot of people, Mario is like the first game they ever played. Sure, you know, because um, I'm not I'm not old enough to be from the Atari. I generation. am. I am rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I my first console was a Nintendo. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Famicom. So, cool. you know, I played Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers and and Double Dragon, you know. All Double Dragon sort of rocked, things. man. Come on. Yeah. You know. So how so, was the movie? You know, I, mean, I was really looking forward to it. It really knocked my socks off. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And my oh, girlfriend good. said, my girlfriend said that she said, I knew I would like it, but I didn't think I would love it this much. That was her. Oh, that's good. Her comment. She, she really enjoyed it. So she gave it like a nine out of ten. Wow. Okay. Big score. Um, uh, it, it's a, yeah, it's an eight, eight and a half for me. Um, that's a that's a big score from you. Terrible. Yeah, uh, but it, look, it's literally one of the best video game movies like literally ever made. Like, yeah, um, it it captures the Mario um, experience like literally perfectly. And I was just reading some of the reviews for it, and I just can't, I can't get over some of the reviews because I just feel like there's an agenda. I don't right. know what the agenda is. But I feel like there's an agenda because... Well, like anti-comic I, book or something? Or just anti-Pratt, like anti. anti-Nintendo, or, or just anti-Mario. I don't know what it is, but well, like there just seems to be... Like, like almost like it's Hogwarts, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. It just seems like the reviewers have got something in but their... But what's Mario ever done anything. wrong? What's he ever done wrong? He's pretty... Oh look, I don't look. I I don't know. I mean, God, yeah. I mean, there was people complaining about the there's a there's a there's a song that Bowser sings in it called Peaches, right? Right. Yeah. Which now people are complaining, and when I say people, I mean the non-existent wankers on Twitter and all that. Yeah. Are complaining a... that the song is um, abusive and oh, threatening Jesus. and misogynistic, go. and it's like, and I, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, but he's a fucking bad guy, you dumb shits. So he's not singing the song, and we're supposed to go. Very and we're supposed point. to go. Oh, that's that's a healthy attitude. Because he's like, <laughs> I want to. You know, he wants to. He wants to force her to marry him, and sure. he, he'll kill everyone if she doesn't. It's like he's a fucking yeah, bad he's, guy. He's the baddie. It's not. It's not you know, uh, behavior you're supposed to like uh, yeah. agree with. You're supposed to go, man. What a fucking nutter. This so is the, the same old bullshit we've about, heard before. You know. Yeah, but it's like you don't even want bad guys to be bad guys. Like bad guys can't. Oh, dude, they're the same. They're the same losers that every Christmas try to get Dean Martin cancelled for singing "Baby, um, It's Cold Outside." And to those people, I say, "Fuck you!" You know, like 
Yeah, firstly, yeah. firstly, the great man is dead, and so it's too late to cancel the great man. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. his fans, and there are many, just love it. Love him, love the song. Heaps of them are women. You know, like, get over yourselves. Yeah, I know the kind of... Um, I wouldn't even call them fans. They're just serial complainers. Like, oh, my God, um, oh, yeah. Bales has sung a song oh, to people, Peaches. Oh, no. these, these people just live to complain and find issues with things and all that. But anyway, Bates. back to the review. So yeah. um, I can't remember who you said, mm, the review you said last week where he said, like, there wasn't enough game. And that was out of the computer. Out of the computer. Adam, I don't know what movie he was watching, <laughs> but they are so many video game references. There's literally sure. a part in the mo- in the movie right at the start where they run into their first job. Yeah. And they do like an obstacle course going through this construction all that. And it's literally the first level from the first Mario Brothers game. That's cool. He even like he even ends it with sliding down a flagpole next to a That's burger. That's actually really cool. A, a burger castle, like a, a burger place is shaped like, you know, a burger castle oh. to be the castle. Like it's literally that. And I mean... There's even a nod to the first Donkey Kong game. So when he fights Donkey Kong, yeah. they literally fight him on those steel, um, yeah. what are they called, garter beams or something? Yeah, I had the game, man. I had the game. And Donkey Kong is literally throwing barrels at him at one point. Awesome. And I'm like, not only is this a, knock to Sm- uh, like a nod to Smash Brothers, because there's two characters fighting, yeah. it's an actual reference to the, the Donkey Kong yeah, game. Yeah, because Mario right? was the guy in Donkey Kong, wasn't he? Exactly, and yeah. then there's you know there's references to Mario Kart. There's lots of game references. In Sounds this. like out of the computer might have had an agenda of all of his own, man. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought there was tons. It was even like a little nod to Luigi's Mansion, which is cool. uh, Luigi's own game where he catch ghosts because he <laughs> ends up in a like a spooky place, right? And he's all scared and running away from like skeleton <laughs> uh, Coopers. So it's like I there were so many nods to Nintendo, like not just the Mario games, but like other Nintendo franchises and stuff. And one thing I absolutely love, those are my favorite part of the movie, they do their own plumbing commercial. Right. And the the commercial they do is, like, really cheap and it's really, like, lame. You know, it's like them rapping with the Mario Brothers. But it's the song that they use in the old um, live action. Oh, yeah. um, Flash cartoon from back in the day when they had, uh, what's that wrestler's name? um, Albano or something like that. Like... Yeah, I don't even remember that live action. It was like half live action, half cartoon mm. that they had back in like the eighties, I think it was. Cool. Um, okay. Lou, Lou Albano, I think it was. He played Mario, and this other guy played. Anyway, the song they do with the Mario Brothers, it was actually that like they did a rap version of that, and yeah. that was their their song for their ad. And sounds like a lot of fun, so really. Weird. At the end of the day, sounds it like a lot, a lot of fun. lot of fun. Yeah. And what I like is that they got Charlie Day and. Um, uh, Chris Pratt to do more sort of every man, you know, just like mm. kind of Brooklyn, mm. whatever. But there's a fantastic thing in the commercial where they do the over the top good accent. Good, you know what I mean. Good. And then there's even a little joke where they the, uh, finishes and they finish watching and Mario's like, "Yeah, was that accent a bit too much? Like, mm. you, you think we weren't overboard with the accent? We just like, oh, and then they actually have the voice of Mario yeah. be a character who goes, it's a great like." Yeah. Like, and I just thought that was so perfect. The fact that they got him to do the voice just so mm. you could Enjoy see that, it. yes, they're acknowledging that they're not doing that voice. They want to, because I'll be honest with you, the movie that they're trying to tell, mm. it's got some heart to it. You know, the two brothers, they, 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 they've got that really like strong bond. They get separated. You mm. know, all Mario wants to do is find his brother, save mm. his brother. 
you know what I mean? There's a lot of concern and, and shit and all that. And I just feel like having a goofy voice, I, I think, would play against that. I mean, honestly. How, how I serious don't... is this movie? It can't be that serious. No, no, no. It's not serious, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there is... Like, but there is like the, a bit more. Yeah, I, I hear your point. I like, hear your point. It's slightly more grounded than. You, you know, know what? I've and, come and, around. And, I've come around actually to where I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna, you know, throw all my toys out of the cot. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this film now. You know, and and, and you I'm know what? Pleased. He throws out the shit, man. He says "Mamma Mia" all the time. Good. He's always like, "Let's go!" Like he does say, like he says the lines okay. and all that. He's not like playing it like super straight and yeah, okay. and, and stuff. And it's very wacky. And again, here's the funny thing: all the voices were absolutely great. There's mm. actually one voice that they did fuck up on. Who? And m- my girlfriend actually said this as well because I don't like to give her my thoughts until she's given me her thoughts. Peach. Right. The... Peach was actually probably the weakest um, voiced character. In... Oh, who voiced Peach? Anyone we know? Or... Uh, yeah, that chick from The Queen's Gambit. And um... Oh, I know the, the actress. Yeah, Little Miss fucking um, Serious. Yeah, um, so the thing yeah. is, they. I, I, know, I know that I know the girl. I don't. I don't know her name, but I know who you mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like it's not super egregious in this, but they're mm. definitely trying to make her the girl boss. You know, she's good at everything. Don't need no man. Like super competent. Like okay. almost to the point of like, like why, why do we even need Mario kind of thing and all I that. Now, apparently they were gonna. Yeah. Normally now, he's rescuing her. To, normally he's rescuing her from yeah. my memory. You know. Well, again, again, but this is why I said instead of them compensating they've overcompensated right like what i would love to have seen was a character that acts all girly and princessy and like you know ooh, i'm dirty and stuff and all that but mm. then when she gets into a spot of bother or something like that and you think she needs rescuing mm. like a switch happens and she just kicks everyone's ass mm. and then sort of goes <clears throat> back to being like the prissy princess like you know it's like oh i have to act like a princess or something yeah. like that but instead from the start she's just i'm awesome at everything i yeah, you know she's the greatest i you know uh, just you're gonna slow me down mario you just you know you're not that, like yeah. it's not egregious it's just that so it's just so typical and well they've got to they've got to go strong into that strong female character and, type you know. but that's what but that's what I find so funny is the, the the person you're supposed to be doing that for like people like my girlfriend mm. a woman hate it She's like, I don't like it. Like, she's yeah. like, no, I don't like. That's not Peach. Peach is yeah. more girly. So I like true. Girls. So like, true. So true, man. It's yeah. it's like when they're like, we're we're gonna do. You know, originally they could do Amy Schumer as Barbie, and it's like the the Barbie fans don't want that. You know. Yeah. The Barbie, yeah. The, like, and they didn't do it, but like the Barbie fans, like the yeah. girls, they don't want Amy Schumer as Barbie. Like, you know, mm. that's not. I'm sorry, it's not Barbie. You know, go go, go play another role. Like seriously, like, and then they got Margaret Robbie, and it's like, yeah, that that's fucking much more like it. Thank you, you know. And well, the rumor was Christ. that they were going to basically make Peach the the main character of the movie. Jesus, until really? until no, until Nintendo stepped in and said no, yeah, no you're no. not doing that. Mario, stupid Mario is the main character. Yeah, um, and <sighs> so they had to, yeah. but obviously they still kept a bit of that girl boss kind of. Yeah. That was probably the compromise where they're like, okay, well, we're not, we won't make her the main character, but she's still going to be overly competent and like, yeah. which again, I don't have a problem with being competent. It's just that, mm. like, okay, I, I give you a perfect example, right? Mm. So she runs Mario through a course, right? So she demonstrates the course to him and she like fucking nails it and all this. And, he goes, and she goes, if you can do this course, you can come with me to the Kong kingdom, right? With mm. the, the Donkey Kongs. And, um, 
he does it, and he's like failing, 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 and then he almost gets the kind of thing and all that, and she's just like, okay, you can come, and he goes, oh, but I didn't make it. She goes, yeah, but, you know, you got very close and all that. And she goes, you know, oh, I failed this, you know, many times. And he goes, no, you didn't. You did it first time. She goes, yeah, I did. And it's like, no, why did she have to? Why can't she just say, no, I've had shit tons of practice, bro. Like, yeah. you've only come to this kingdom. I've been the princess for fucking years. Mm. I nailed this because I practice it every day. Like, that's sure. why I'm good. Not because I'm just automatically good. Sure, but it's a very minor thing. It sounds like it doesn't sound like it's I know, but it's yeah. those yeah, but it's those minor things that add up in in, in how they do the woman. Like mm. it's almost like they want the woman to be perfect from the get go. Like, no, we yeah. can't show any weakness. We can't make it that she struggled. No, mm. that'll imply that she's weak or that she's no, 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 no. I find her more strong mm. if she says like I've been practicing since I was a kid. If there was That's some why challenge. I'm yeah, like, you know, yeah. I'd have more respect for her than just like, yeah, I nailed the first time. Because then it's like, ugh. well, perfect characters that's a Mary, are, are boring. That's a Mary Sue. That's literally a Mary Sue, a character that just nails everything first time. Or yeah, you know, per perfect characters perfect. are boring. Perfect characters are boring. Yeah. you know, basically, in, in essence, like now, it didn't ruin the movie. No, it, it it's it's minor. It's it's not as egregious as it as has been, but it's still noticeable. Mm. But I still thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And, well, you're giving uh, it. Well, you're giving it like eight eight point five. That's a big score from you. Yeah, it's a huge score from. Oh, Rich. dude, yeah. I actually I want to watch it again just to see what I missed. Like, yeah. there's just so many nods and references, and like there's uh, when Mario goes home to his family because mm. they've had like a bad day and, and shit, and they're kind of making fun of him and basically telling them they're stupid for quitting their job to try and form their own plumbing business. He goes into his room and he's playing uh, the original Kid Icarus <laughs> on his Nintendo, which I just thought was kind of funny. That is cool. No, I mean, yeah, it sounds... Now, in terms of box office, it's doing gangbusters, oh, isn't it, Rich? You, you were saying it's... Um, you've got some well, numbers it's only here. Been for, it's only been out for two weeks and it's already done like 710 mil. And mm. it hasn't even opened in Japan yet. Right. Like, this is not when it's like... It hasn't even fully opened everywhere i believe like in one of the bigger markets i mean it's fucking nintendo uh, mm. yeah, i wonder how much markets. money they could make also why hasn't it opened in japan i would have thought japan would be one of the first markets it would open in i yeah i was surprised as well because i was just i was looking at it and, I, and what i looked at was so this thing has done very well in america in fact it's actually done more in america than it's done worldwide yeah right so i think it's done like 360 in america and like 350 mm. in in so i mean it's close i mean it's close so i thought to myself that's weird i wonder what it's done and then i was just looking at other you know the other countries a lot of small countries and i was like okay where's it done in japan though surely it must have done and i couldn't find any japan numbers mm. and then that's when i realized oh okay it hasn't even opened in japan yet so yeah um, no it'll i wonder yeah, how much no, money it thing... can soak out of japan like yeah, it's currently sitting on seven six seven sixteen worldwide. Well, put it this way, it's done like twenty mil in Australia. So mm, that's a lot. Have to be more than that. That's a it lot for an Australian market. Australia. That's that's actually a lot for an Australian market. Like, yeah, yeah. And I can't see it doing. I, I would imagine it would be do the same in Japan at least by twenty mil because, oh. again, it's Nintendo. It's oh yeah, Nintendo. no, it'll do like, it, like if it's making yeah. twenty mil here, it'll make at least that much in Japan. Like, um, with all the and everything's going its way. It's got good word of mouth. It, it's got a huge box office, which always helps. Like it, when people know, oh, it's a hit. You know what I mean? Like that always helps. Mm. Um, this movie, I would be surprised if this doesn't hit a billion dollars. It might just sneak over, but I think it will chug its way but you there. Know what I, I think why people are enjoying it, right? So one of the biggest complaints about from a lot of the reviewers I've seen is that mm. like it's so simple and it's so basic. It's like, yeah. you know, and it's like, 
Yeah, but that's kind of what also people want, though. Like, it's Mario. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mario's how, not Shakespeare. It's not fucking... How you know, complicated um, does it need to be? Like... Yeah, it's not Schindler's List, you know what I mean? We're not... <laughs> it's, and, and it's it's just a simple... Thank God it's not. Uh, it's a simple family movie about, you know, brotherly love. <laughs> Imagine and, Schindler's like, List with Mario. <laughs> Very strange yeah, combination. <laughs> yeah, like, you imagine if, like, it was done, like, you know, Bowser's, like, um, uh, fucking Hitler and... And yeah. uh, he has to save the Mushroom Kingdom from the concentration camps. It's like, Jesus. It's like that wouldn't be a Mario. It just Nobody be a wants Mario that. Game. That would be, yeah, that's a different. And I love Schindler's List, a fantastic movie, but, um, you know. Yeah, that's. But, yeah, I, like, it's a simple movie. I mean, but these games are often, like, the um, basic aim of them is quite simplistic, but it's. Oh, the, dude. You know, well, the, okay, the one we're playing now is the, the re-release of the 3D land and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And the basic story is Bowser's kidnapped these fairies. You mm. need to just go rescue the fairies. Yeah. That's, that's, it. that's it. That's the fucking extent of the story. So I don't know what you're expecting from a Mario thing. But there is, like, as I said, there is a story there. And again, it's a story yeah. about, you know, two brothers who have taken a risk, mm. not in their own plumbing business. Mario, he, he, you know, um, Luigi's character is very, like, he looks up to Mario Mm. kind of, you know, uh, will follow Mario to, like, hell. Yeah. Mario is, you know, he's he's a plucky underdog go-getter who feels a lot of the pressure. You know, he, he feels like his father doesn't respect him. Um, he, he can, He's worried that he's made the wrong decisions and he's leading his brother. You know what I mean? Sure. And then when they get separated, all he cares about is, like, I forgot to find my brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. him and I... How does it compare to one of my favorite movies... Uh, in a similar genre, the, the original Lego movie. I love that original Lego movie. How does it compare to that? I'd say it's very similar, actually. Yeah, I, I love that original Lego, Lego movie. movie. Not exactly a, a, yeah, but that movie is also not overly complicated. No, it's not. Like, no, but it, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. See, I think I'll enjoy this movie. This sounds like something that I agree. I honestly... You know? If anyone doesn't enjoy this movie, I do think there's something wrong with them. Like, I don't mean to be that nasty. Like, I'm not saying you've got to think it's the best movie. Sure. But if you, like, I did not enjoy that. Oh, my God. What a well, some people movie. won't enjoy I it. Feel, I feel bad for you. Well, dude, my dad wouldn't enjoy it. There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a market out there that it's just not for. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people. I, I don't know, man. Even if you're, like, again, you're not a big gamer and all this sort of stuff. If you just went and watched that movie and didn't find it even just remotely entertaining i sure. just think that there's something yeah but there's a again, the, yeah it's but just fun i agree but there's there is a segment of the audience out there usually older that just view these all these movies as just terrible you know they don't really give them a chance um because they just lump everything yeah, fine, together okay. yeah, but i'm not i'm not generally talking about your curmudgeons i'm not yeah yeah which is my dad which is my dad if, you, if you're an average person and you go to this movie and you don't go, oh, well, you know what? I had fun. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, it's not the best movie I've seen, but I had fun. It entertained me. If that's not your bare minimum response, sure. like if you're just like, oh my God, what a terrible movie. I thought it was the worst movie I've ever watched. Like if mm. that's your attitude, I just think there's something wrong with you because sure. look, I enjoyed it because again, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Mario fan. I've always loved Mario. It's like one of my favorite franchises. So mm. like just seeing the nods and all that sort of stuff was just like, I was just like, oh, oh, oh I know that one. I know that reference. Oh, I know that. Yeah, like I was just having fun from that. So, but I can, but if someone's even not a Mario fan, if they just don't, if they just go like, you know what? Fuck, that was fun. You know, yeah. it was entertaining. It was colorful. Or, you know, yeah. Cause the well, animation is. At least you enjoyed it, man, because I know you often have a problem with some of the modern stuff. 
Um, so well, this is my favorite type of movie. Simple, no, no politics, no, <laughs> no pre. Oh yeah, no yeah. Mario doesn't need like you know like a sort of agenda kind of thing. Like no. I'm very glad that Nintendo was involved in this and was yeah. sort of calling the shots and curbing it because I think thanks to them we just got a simple like basic fun. Yeah, story. yeah. No, they 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 did it the right way um, as opposed to the wrong way, which. Um, is also possible to get to as well. And uh, isn't it funny that when, like, Nintendo get involved, they're sort of like, no, we want it like it is in the in the, in the the games. You know what I mean? Like, they're, no, we don't want we don't want all this extra bullshit. We don't want it to be, you know, we don't want to but make Mario always, gay just for the sake of making him gay. Not exactly. that you know, well, you're not, you know, radically changing the character. Franchise, though. Like, it, it yeah. doesn't matter with Zelda, it doesn't matter whether it's Donkey Kong, it doesn't matter whether it's mario mm. doesn't matter what it is they just want to make fun family entertainment that like everyone okay. can enjoy they don't they don't care about messages or no or, or points they just like well their message is very basic it's fun it, you know it it, it it it's good and evil in the most simplistic way as in yeah. obstacle i mean they do have some nuance in there but yeah. like especially with zelda Zelda games is where they probably have a little bit more of their like nuance, sure. where you know there's a little bit more de- in depth and character and development, all that sort of stuff. That's a bit more of their adult sure. kind of you know good and evil thing. But yeah, your Mario Brothers, your Donkey Kong, that's just pure like good, it's pure good guys, bad guys. Is there any Mario Kart in it? Yeah, there's the part where they're on the uh, the Rainbow Bridge and they um been uh, chased by the Coopers and there's That's shells good. and banana peels and all right all awesome. sorts of shit going on and all that excellent well even toad is toad is hilarious in this as well which okay. i was quite surprised by well yeah no i'm um i'm i'm happy to hear just how how enjoyable that sounds um by the way rich i am digging deeper and deeper into witcher 3 i won the gwent high stakes tournament and um Ooh, nice yeah no i i went in there and it, look, I actually discovered one of the women. Actually, the first guy is tough. It's tough. I the, I had to try him twice, and I got him on the second go. And you know when they say, I don't know if you know much about poker, but you know when it comes down to when I play in Red Dead, when it comes down to literally the flop, like the last card that the dealer pulls, it's that close to who's going to win or lose. I won in Gwent, basically, on that, on the first round. So I, I was lucky, basically. And then to beat the second lady, who's, they say, I checked the, you know, on the internet, is apparently the hardest Gwent opponent in the game. I actually discovered a whole new technique for how to play the game. Just to beat her, I had to really sort of bone up on the, the play at a higher level than I'd been playing. And I beat, I beat her, um... And then I beat the last two guys who weren't who were competitive, but they were just normal players, you know, whereas she was playing a very advanced deck and an advanced style. But yeah, I won the tournament, um, which has always been a goal of mine. And and yeah, and um I, I'm quite deep into the game and um I've probably done about a third of it, but I've done a ton of side missions. But something that I was talking to my friend actually, um, I was saying like the city design in the main capital city, and this is the remastered version they put up, you know, at the start of this year. They, you know, how they remastered it and put it back up again. It, it really is awesome. Like, it, just the level of detail in the city. 
and how big the city is and stuff like and the detail like there's you can go in more doors i reckon than in gta 4 um and probably five in terms of in the city and like it's more intricate how it looks like it really does look like a fantasy novel come to life like the graphics on it like i I, i'm i'm actually at a point where i'm like i'm still i've played the game for a long time but when i come back to it after a short break i'm always like my god this is a good looking game you know Mm. which is um so i'm really enjoying it so I will definitely finish it. That's my goal, to finish it. Because I'm so deep in it now. It's like if I was reading a trilogy, I've almost finished the first book. And I'm like, yeah. Always, I'm always good to have a goal. Well, I will finish it. I've God knows how long it's going to take. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's one of the best fantasy games I've ever played. I was thinking about it last night. And my favourite ones were way back in the day. You know, I think of the original Puller Radiance and stuff and how, how revolutionary they were at the time. And I'm playing this, and, like, in essence, a lot of the goals are similar. Like, it's go and kill this, go and do this, go and do that, and obviously just the graphics are crazily better. But, um, yeah, it's an amazing game, actually, frankly, and I, I hope they do another one. Um, now, I went to... I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm sure they will, too. Yeah, I think there was talk of, a, of another Witcher game. Because um, you remember when Cyberpunk came out, there was it was sort of like a... It was sort of like divisive. I know later on, after they patched it all up and so I mean, I love Cyberpunk too, but um, it, I don't think it's as good as Witcher Three. You know, in terms of depth. Well, that's the thing. I think they were going to pivot to Cyberpunk, mm. which um, uh, they don't really have to worry about content as much. Sure. Because it's based it's based on a board game kind of thing and all that. Like it's what is it's it's, it's a you know, uh, well Cyberpunk cyber, or not a board game? Sorry, a um, is it? Um, yeah, it's a tabletop game. Yeah, no, it is. Cyberpunk? Yeah, that's Cyberpunk 2077. It's uh, based on a, a tabletop game. I did not know um, that. But with that, you create your own character, so it gives them a bit more freedom in that they just have to create stories in that world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas yeah. Witcher, obviously, you've, it's a bit more stricter. So I think they were hoping to pivot right. to Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, you maybe know what? They could go back at some point, but I think with the failure of Cyberpunk, I think they're going to be going back to. Well, I wouldn't use the word failure. I think it was actually a very successful game, like you know, Cyberpunk. Yeah, it, it's a failure in that it um, device. If they had a Cyberpunk two now, mm. no one's going to buy it. They have to first go and make a good Witcher game first. Yeah, to get people's to get people back on 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 their train. So to speak, onto there because but Cyberpunk's pretty good, you know. Like, look, it's not the quality of the game now, Dave. It's oh. the quality of what it was released in. Oh yeah, when it delayed. came out originally, it had all these bugs. The quality, and, yeah, you know, and that kind of took the shine off of CD Projekt Red for a lot of people. Sure. And I think if the next game is a Cyberpunk, I don't think that's going to do it. I think a lot of people would be like, Ugh, I remember the last one, but. If they go back and do a Witcher game and they make that Witcher game really good, no issues, no problems, yeah. then people might be like, okay, okay, also maybe forgiven. that Cyberpunk was a a one-off, you know. Mm. Now, okay, fine, you're making another Cyberpunk. I'll give you a chance because you made such a good Witcher game again. I just don't think they can go straight into another Witcher, uh, another Cyberpunk game without winning some people back first. No, no, I, I agree with that. And, and Cyberpunk, when it came out, I mean, I was enjoying it, but... It, it, you know what the curse of that game was? They 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 should have just made it next gen, and and not done the old generation because it was that unhappy marriage where it just didn't play well on the um 
last gen consoles. Yeah, but even, but even the next gen wasn't perfect. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people try to put it on the the blame on that, but mm. there was a lot of footage out there of it not even working properly on really on okay. next. I, see, I didn't know that. I mean, it was it was worse on old gen, but it still wasn't. Yeah, um, it was still glitchy on on new. Because yeah, because when I went back to play it, because I played it and then I took took a break. I played a lot of it, and then I took a break, and I played it on my PS Five. And from memory, I'm, yeah, that's right. I had to start from the start. That's right. I started from the start because I had it on my Xbox One. So I started from the start again, and this was after they'd patched it heaps. You know, this was, we're talking like six months had gone by at least. And I was, I was like, yeah, this is really now fluid and flowing. But you are right. Like when a game comes, like in all honesty, when a game of that uh, status and hype comes out, it shouldn't be riddled with bugs. I totally agree. Like, that's a failure. Yeah. You, you know, like, the, the, you, you know, like I know we're, we're, we're raking over old news, but it, it is inexcusable to me. Like, a few glitches, yeah, okay, but, like, to be riddled with bugs and kind of unplayable and bricking people's machines, yeah, that is going to create a negative perception. And the more forgiving people like me will come back in six months and go, oh, sweet, you know, but there's also a segment out there, probably 25% of people, who'd be like, fuck them, you know, like, and... Well, the thing, the thing, Dave. I mean, you would be their perfect customer because mm. you do have um, short memory. Sure, I do. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Do. Because yeah. no, no, and I don't mean that is like a negative. I mean that in that um, something else replaces that memory. Yeah. So you might have a bad experience, but then you go and play something else and whatever, and then maybe when you come back to that, yep. that memory of it being better replaces the memory totally of yeah, totally of the bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, uh, any person like like you who tends to just go off the last memory, not necessarily yeah. the yeah the furthest it, memory, yeah, that would be perfect for them. If if more, if all the customers were like that, geez, yeah, they'd be. But no that's problem. not everyone. Ooh. There's 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 no. a, if oh, you, a lot of people, especially gamers, have long memories. Yeah, if you, yeah, you're right. No, you you you're 100 right. It's it's if people put out a product that stinks in some way, that will turn off a certain percentage that won't come back. You know. They, well, okay. you know. Here's the thing. I'll give you the perfect example is No Man's Sky. Okay. Oh, yeah. No Man's Sky released, and it was such a bad game. Mm. Um, um, it, it was, a, and not necessarily glitchy, but just none of the prompt. Like they overpromised, underdelivered. It was massively uh, it was hyped for memory, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now people come now years later, and they're like, you know what? Oh man, there've been so many updates and whatever. It's such a good game now. It's got so many features, but no one is going to like rush out and pick it yeah. up now like yeah I don't it's give a too shit. late yeah you've, way you've too missed late. that boat other things have come out it doesn't matter how good oh, the game is now yeah. people have moved on and you're not and those people who have moved on they're not gonna go like oh well i mean sure some will but i would say majority yeah, the majority like, oh, the, well, the, the, mass, the mass audience the mass audience yeah. they'll be like eh, it's fine i've lived this long without it i don't need it <laughs> totally yeah um yeah if anything cyberpunk was lucky because i think it did have a big, bit of a second lease on life it was almost too big to completely fail like they obviously devoted a lot of resources to get it up to scratch already had a name established unlike the people that made um yeah uh no man's sky that was kind of like their first game yeah yeah oh god i remember that game being hyped and 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 people Mm. saying like oh you can go to any planet and do this and that and i was just thinking oh i remember at the time it was a playstation exclusive i believe and everyone's like oh this is 
Xbox killer, man. Fuck, man. This is going to be the best game of all time, and it's only on PlayStation, and you, and Xbox is going to die after this, and then a game. I've never, like, I've never once played it. Like, like, what's so good about it? Like, like. Oh, I mean, originally it was. It's, it's for those people that just love. Um, what? Uh, it's it was supposed to be like Minecraft. You know, how like Minecraft is like you create your own fun, right? Okay, like, there's no. Okay objectives necessarily you just like with this game it was supposed to be like you go off and explore right. you know do upgrades to your ship you know um yeah my resource like it was just like like you're just exploring the galaxy you know what i mean like, is there and, fighting and, and aliens and stuff well there is now but there wasn't when the game came out that's what i think when so the game came out it was like literally bare fucking sounds it, see to me that sounds so boring like but i understand I, some people I, would I enjoy it I'm surprised they didn't get sued for like the amount of lies that they said. Um, well, they, they're they're, they're hyping it, dude. Like you know, like this thing that they're, they're hyping it. No, but, no, no, no. But they they weren't just hyping it. They they said there would be features in the game that were not. Yeah. Oh, well. You know what I mean? Like they were asked repeatedly on shows. <laughs> they went on TV, like interviews, and people asked them, "Is this going to be in the game?" And they were like, "Yes." Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Just yes to everything. <laughs> Yeah, and then when it came out, none of that stuff was in there. Like, literally zero of what they said yesterday. I'm like, That's you guys hilarious. are lucky you didn't get fucking sued into the ground, honestly. Well, that reminds me of that guy. I, I enjoyed the Fable games, but didn't he have a reputation for promising, over-promising stuff? The the guy oh, who... Oh, uh, Peter, Peter Molyneux. Oh, fuck yeah. Peter yeah. Molyneux was, was... But the problem is, is that he what he promised was still technically in the game, just right. not to the level that he was yeah, fucking... not as good. That's yeah. a big difference. There's a big difference between hyping something uh, and it doesn't live up to the hype yeah, and hyping and just flat out lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the danger. And, like, I don't know about you, but, like, look, I know I am. There's certain franchises that you know I will. We all know them GTA, Assassin's Creed, and all that. But I'm sort of wary of when people are like, this is going to be the greatest game of all time and all that hype. I feel like I've heard it too many times. Uh, I'm and I'm a gamer, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll be the judge of that. You know what I mean? Like, how many times have we heard this is the game that's gonna fucking shatter the world? You know what I mean? Like, this is this is gonna be the one and only. Well, my you know. my favorite one has always been the 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 game that's gonna kill another game. So right. for most of my life, um, being a Warcraft player, mm. every time a new MMO came out, everyone was like, this is gonna be the wow killer. This is the this is the game that's going to bury World of Warcraft, and it never happened. Same yeah. with like um, any time a multiplayer shooter came out, it was basically like this is the Halo killer, you know, or this is the COD killer, or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. never ever ever. At <laughs> most, what they it. do is they splinter some of the audience <laughs> off, you know. Um, yeah. They 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 chip away at an audience, but yeah, I agree. It's I don't know. It's so I I am a bit wary of that hype stuff because I I also feel like with a game too. It's so interactive, Rich. You know what I mean? Like a movie, you you put on a movie, you watch a movie, you know, a game I feel like you get into the guts of it as you're playing it. So you have a very personal reaction to a game, I think. I've always felt this. Like some games you might love, you know what I mean? And you play them and you're like, fuck it, this is my jam. I pick the same game up and it's just not for me. And, and you just go, no, not for me. You know what I mean? Like it's there's there's a, yeah. there's a weird thing with games because I think you have to get more absorbed into them. Um, you know, and this applies to the most basic of games. 
you know, Pong or something to the more advanced games like a Witcher or whatever, like or Call of Duty. Like, I really do believe it's a very personal assessment, and that's why I'm wary of that whole, uh, you know, hype thing because there's so much hype in gaming, and I just tune it out, and and you know, and um, and I've fallen victim to it occasionally when more it's like um, they like the franchise, like that last Mass Effect game. I went and bought that. And I wish I'd waited a day. Bec- and I went and bought that because I know Mass Effect's got a good reputation. I've played a bit of Mass Effect here and there and thought it was fun, you know? So when they said there's a new Mass Effect game coming out after a period of five or six years without one, I was like, yeah, sweet, I'll buy it. Why not? And then I saw like a day later, it was like the most hated Mass Effect of all time. And I was like, gee, you know, I just felt for the branding. More, it was more the branding than anything that got me, you know? Yeah. Um, it wasn't even hype. It was just branding. But... You know, these are all things that happen. Now, um, I do have something to mention. I went down to the Transformers exhibition at King's Comics. Shout out to King's. Mm. Um, so I can give you my details. So the entire King's Comics um, is in um, Sydney, uh, CBD, and they've got two levels to their store, which you've been in, you've been in their store that they moved into. Have, have you gone and seen their new store? It's not, you know, they've been there for a couple of years now. But anyway, so the bottom... Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been there together, mate. We have, okay, all right. Cool. Uh, there's my short memory acting up again, Rich. You know, it's <laughs> my fantastic memory. I, and and also, I don't remember. I'm just like, yep, yeah, sounds fine. I'm sure we did. Now, so anyway, the bottom level is all the Transformers stuff. So I think Hasbro and other, it was like, uh, I should bring up the name because uh, Scotty told me who it is, the the person who's um, doing it with them. Um, like, so I, I think Hasbro were involved in this whole thing and then okay radio velvet is the um is the people who i guess must be behind it of some sort so they've basically done an install transformers install in the store on the bottom level and what's down there it's actually really interesting like they've got a couple of tvs they you know the multimedia thing is like don't get too excited kids like it's a tv playing the um you know uh transformers cartoon from the 80s but what's really cool is right around all the walls, they've got old school collections of like collectors, like serious collectors who've collected like you know, say fifty to hundred original Transformers, um, different people's collections, you know, scattered throughout. So there's let's say there's like you know, at a guess, eight collections, but quite extensive, and uh, including Scotts, who's uh, one of the store managers there at Kings, his collection. He's apparently well, I mean, clearly he's a massive Transformers fan because his collection is awesome. Uh, so different people's collections, like one guy, it's all the Bumblebees from like the first Bumblebee all the way through. So all the different generations and variations and different spin-offs of Bumblebee. He's got like a whole collection just of Bumblebee, um, which actually I think is really cool. Like because you're like, and there's an Optimus Prime one, which is really good actually. And I'm actually going to go back and check it out next week because I, my mind was kind of blown. Like there was so much data coming in and I kind of went in there not knowing what to expect. And as usual, as you know me, Rich, my expectations were sky high. I was thinking, is there going to be like some sort of virtual reality down there? <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking, is there going to be some sort of virtual reality down there? Uh, is there going to be someone walking around like in a Transformers suit? Um, the answer is no on both of those. But what there is is a really cool... <laughs> collection of different peoples um there was some stock there to sell uh relating to the new beast wars um you know transformers movie that's coming out which i am pumped for 
um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I sort of thought they should have had more product to sell, if anything. I, I, I think it really sent me down memory lane of Transformers. And, like, I loved Transformers as a kid. And seeing all the different collections, you know, it really made me realise, man, these things are fucking cool. Like, um, and how cool Transformers were and stuff. So I, I guess I hadn't seen too many of the toys. Like, I've seen a lot of Transformers. Um, like, I still watch the Netflix show and stuff. I'll, I'll put that an episode of that War for Cybertron on, you know. I enjoy watching mm. the Transformers battle. I've seen all the movies. Some I've enjoyed more than others. Uh, I have fond memories of the TV show. But just seeing the toys... Again, mate, sent me down memory lane because there were so many quite obscure ones. Like I don't know if you remember this Transformer, Rich. Um, I was trying to find his name. I, I, I want to. He was like a Decepticon. Uh, you know, Optimus Prime is the big. Um, you know what do you call it? Like eighteen wheeler or whatever. So Optimus Prime is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a purple Decepticon a truck. So imagine Optimus Prime, but he's a he's purple. You know, so it's like the Decepticon version of that. And I and I swear to God, his name was. Tra- Wait, Sorry, go no, ahead. but but I don't. If I remember correctly, mm. weren't the Autobots all cars and vehicles? And originally, Decepticons were originally, not? originally, and then as time wore on, Megatron, like they, you know, Megatron had some cars basically, and and trucks and stuff, and I assume probably, you know, as as the series wore on, dude, like you know, of course they, you know, did. The same thing. So, this was an acceptable. Well, anyway, he's called he's called Motormaster. Yeah, th- I know, and that's what I checked out too. But I swear to God, this guy was called, like, called Tommy Tortuga or something. I swear to God, I, I read it. I, I I did the same research, and Motormaster. Yes, he's the king of the roads. He's a road tyrant. I love the guy. He's awesome. But, but he's from Generation 1. So yeah, well, this guy... Do you reckon this is later? This may be a different... Yeah, I, firstly, I think he may have been a bit later in the piece because he looked a little bit more advanced. And I'd never seen him either. And I swear to God, his name was Tommy. And then I want to say Tortuga, but it was it was two Ts. Like, it was alliteration. And he had, like, sunglasses on. Like, he looked like a brash Decepticon, you know, when he was transformed. I just thought he looked so fucking cool. And what I was thinking, Rich, is with these people having their collections, um, I sort of said, is anything, any of the toys for sale? She said, just these ones up here. Do you think under the desk, if someone went up there and uh, two grand for that, they'd make the offer to the, um, uh, you know, the collections owner, whoever that would be? Do you reckon? I'm just speculating. I don't know. Two Uh, grand? Probably not. Well, two grand. If you said 2K for that, like how much this could be worth? I'm sure that's above market price. You know, it might be, but I mean, how rare is it though? Well, yeah, but that's that's why you're paying two grand. It's not going to be worth much more than that. I reckon two grand would be. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go in there and say two grand because then they say like two and a half. No, I'm not. But I'm not. But, but I'm not going to say it. Fuck, I'm not paying two grand for him. But but like, I was just like. I fell in love. You know me, I like the bad guys always. And um, I saw this guy, brash, he was like, and I'm a big Optimus Prime fan. And in my mind, I was just like, these two clashing. But maybe it was Motormaster. And maybe Motormaster, it could have been like a variant or something of Motormaster. I was going to say, I'm, I've just been looking while you've been mm. talking and I can't find any other. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it was something. I can't find anything else. It, and he looked exactly like Motormaster it, it, as a truck, you know? 
And also, the name that you said just don't, doesn't doesn't sound Tommy. To- it was definitely Tommy. Tommy Tortaga is what I I swear to God is what the is what was on the box. I'm reading it off the box. I, anyway, I'm going to I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in next week, and maybe I'll ask at the desk. I go look if someone wants to put an offer in, you know, uh, uh, is such and such open to offers, you know, like. I can't see how I'm going to... But, you know, obviously I could pay it, but then I come home, Michelle's like, where'd you get that? I'm like, oh, I made a fucking highball offer to a collector. That's going to go down real well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so what did you spend? A couple of hundred? Just say, I found it in the bin. Yeah. What did you spend? A couple of hundred? Uh, 2K. It's just like, just leave it and never come back. No, you should have just said, yeah, a few hundred. A few. Yeah, 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 a few hundred. A few hundred. Um... I, you know, my, my mind's racing. Um, I'm wondering. Surely, some 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 of these collectors wouldn't be adverse to an offer. You would think. Like, otherwise, why do it? Like that. You know, that that's the other side of me. Like, I'm like, this is really cool, but like a collector, what are they getting out of it? You know, I guess exposure. This is how my brain works, Rich. I, I, I've like a disease. I can never understand why people do things out of altruism, you know. But like, uh, you know, what are they getting out of it this, themselves? These collectors, uh, the joy of showing people well, the collection. Not necessarily a joy, but um, an ego stroke. Um, yeah, a bit of yeah. a rub it in your face kind of. Sure. You know, uh, well, this like this I, I was going to say this know? prick. He's not really a prick. I was going to say this guy who owns Tommy Tortuga or Motormaster. And the jealousy I currently have, I guess he's got that, hasn't he? Like, you know, they say the green. Yeah, he's got, he's got you going. Why does he have that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's got me picturing like lobbing in some offers. He's got a feeding frenzy, and mm-hmm. and I'm not the only one. When I was in there, at least three other guys came in. Uh, you know, in sort of business attire, looking. You know, around my age. Well, I guess it also maybe helps the stores because maybe oh, sure. if people see, oh my god, look at the shit that he gets and all that, like I want to start collecting as well. Well, then they're going to be coming back. Oh to well, the shop I can see what the stores get out of it. Like it's exposure, and I I understand mm. what the stores getting out of it. Like, but I was kind of like, but he might also he might be getting paid to do that. So you yeah. know what I mean? Like, sure. they might be going like, oh hey, we'll we pay you like you know four hundred bucks or whatever to come and show mm. your sure. Or whatever, or, or whatever. I'll, or, I'll um, if King's Comics, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. If King's Comics want to come and pay me four hundred bucks, I'll bring in um, I'll bring in my Skeletor figure. You know that big Skeletor I've got. I'll throw that down and go. Yeah, there you go, kids. Check that out. Uh, See, that, that's that's the thing. I'm a I'm a collector, but I collect for myself. Like I, well, so do I. I. Don't but if someone's going to pay me I, money to to put it out there, mm, I would. I I wouldn't though. That's the thing. I what? mean, if it's something that rare, Dave, that like sure. It was sell for that much, then I'm never going to be able to find it again. Like, or no, no, I'm, I'm not going to sell it. I, I, I'm saying if, if I, I oh, thought you want to show it off. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't want to. I mean, look, uh, I would sell my Skeletor if someone was offering crazy money, you know. But if it was just like a few hundred, no, go away. Um, right, it would have to be crazy. If they said to me twenty k, I'd, I'd like fucking here it is. Enjoy, kid. You know. Um, that's a little, actually, that's it. 20k. You, 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 20k in my account, you can have my skeletal. There you go, kids. And, and believe you me, there's inflation on that. So if you come back to this podcast in 10 years, the price is going to go up. 
So get in now. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so the Transformers exhibition was really cool. And it was great to see Kings doing it. And I and I hope that there's more of that kind of stuff. And frankly, I hope they merchandise it more too because I think that was a slightly missed opportunity. I think there should have been more merchandise, getting more stuff from Hasbro and really packing the shelves. Because I think when people were in there, um, you're hitting that nostalgia vein hard. And if you went and saw there was like six models of Optimus Prime and Megatron, you'd probably, I would have picked one up. If there'd been a Soundwave... Like, um, the Generation 1 has just been re-released, so I don't know why they wouldn't have had that. Because if there'd been the Generation 1 re-release of Soundwave there, available on a shelf, I'd pick it up and walk out of the store, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? So I think that I, that would be my tip to Kings. You put together a really cool exhibition, merchandise it more heavily. Um, because the thing was, all they had was Beast Wars stuff. And I like Beast Wars, but the movie's not even out yet. And, like, none of the stuff was Beast Wars related. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I've just seen all the classic shit. Here's the new Beast Wars. And you're like, yeah, Optimus Primal's not exactly doing it for me right now. You know? Mm. Um, just my tip to, for the kids. Now, I do have a mention. It's kind of a selfish mention. Sometimes when I write the news, <laughs> so I, uh, Andrew – no, this is serious. Andrew – Adrian – I'm going to get his name right. Adrian Goldsworthy writes a number of really excellent books on ancient Rome and that I'm reading. I've almost finished my Fall of Rome, Why Rome Fell or How Rome Fell. I'm three oh, two-thirds of the way through. I said to Michelle, it hasn't fallen yet, but it's starting to look pretty shaky. You know? Things are starting to look pretty shaky. We're well into the decline by this point. And I, at one point earlier, I said, I don't think it's going to fall. And, and MJ was like, it's, it's over. It's, it, it's happened. You know, I said, oh, they're still going pretty strong. <laughs> the book is called... Yeah, but it's 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 sad when you know the ending. The book's called How Rome Fell. Bit of a giveaway in the title there. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're not burying the lead. It's not How Rome Barely it's Avoided been, um, Falling. I was actually... you speaking of Rome. I was actually listening to a couple of uh, documentaries mm. um, this week. Um, uh when when I'm sick, I just like to sit on the uh, lie on the couch and watch documentaries and stuff and all that. Sure. I was actually watching quite a few on Hannibal. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, Hannibal man. The... Always, yeah, always find that fascinating that uh, the the whole Hannibal and Carthage and then the fucking sort of like extinction of Carthage and all that sort of stuff. Like, oh yeah, but he had the Romans on the ropes. Oh yeah, no, he's a very interesting character. I I've a bit fascinated with Hannibal myself. Um, interesting that he he almost beat them. He he went very close to actually beating the Republic. Um, it was more a question of um, they launched. I mean, you probably know this. They launched a, a counterattack on um, Carthage itself, which made him pull back, and they wouldn't engage him in battle and stuff after that huge victory he had. Um, and I mean, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. He fought them for like years. Oh, man. 20 like, years, uh, I think. Yeah, it, it was like it, a long time. Yeah, it, it went on for, for decades, the, the the stuff and all that. But um, it was always because he could win battles, but he could never really push like the advantage. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He could never really take Rome. But then then he just, I think he started losing um, support in Carthage and they, yes. they stopped supporting him as much and they started dragging their heels and crap and all that and that allowed Rome... Well, then... his supply chain was so stretched as well, I think, was another fact. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. he was a... He uh, was yeah. a yeah, interesting, interesting character and period. And in fact, 
Adrian Goldsworthy has a book called The Fall of Carthage and the Story of the Punic Wars. Um, mm. a- anyway, what I was going to say is if you're an Audible member, a-, a fair chunk of Adrian Goldsworthy's books are available um, essentially free as part of your membership. And I downloaded a whole ton of them, um, like five of them. They're, they're really including How Rome Fell and, the, and, and other books. And I, I thoroughly recommend them. If you're the kind of guy who's interested in Rome and wants to go to that next level beyond just not casual interest into a sort of – it's not ac- full academic, but in that middle ground with a deeper knowledge, I found him really invaluable. And he's filled in a lot of blanks for me where I only knew broad strokes. And I'm finding it fascinating. Um, and it's also in a very readable style. Um, he's not super dry, but he's also not that real lightweight. He's in the nice middle ground. You know, it's, 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 it's a little dry, but it's actually very interesting. And I, and I find the audiobooks fascinating, and I listen to them a lot on these car trips where I'm moving all the stuff at the house. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, very specific mention. If you're a fan of ancient Rome, check out Adrian Goldsworthy on Audible. Now... I think you mentioned the Winchester's prequel series. Um, Michelle and myself uh-huh. are watching it. We're enjoying it, man. Were you saying you didn't enjoy it or your girlfriend didn't enjoy it or something? Yeah, she's a big, wow. um, she's a big um, supernatural fan, as yeah. most women are, because of those fucking Winchester boys. Yeah, Sam Winchester um, and Dean. Yeah. But she, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it, but that's just because I just thought it looked shit. Um, but she, yeah, she didn't enjoy it either. She didn't want to continue. Wow. Um, I mean, if she wanted to continue watching it, I would have done it because, you know, that's just the type of boyfriend I am. Wow. But uh, no, she didn't, uh, she didn't want to watch it. Uh, she didn't. Um, wow. How many episodes? It it's not as good as Supernatural, uh, but what is? You know? watch, watch the first three. No, but it was more like she didn't hate it. It's not mm. like she was like, oh, my God, the show's so terrible. She was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, I yeah. just don't. Fair enough. It, 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 I, I guess it just didn't grab her the same way Supernatural did. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, well, that's understandable. But again, it's also different. But you've got to remember, a lot of girls, a lot of women, mm. or, or girls that grew up and became women who watched Supernatural, I mean, let's be honest. Mm. They, they watched it because of the boys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, Sam and Dean, yeah. You know, yeah, that was one of the big appeals about it was, you know, them. And when you take them out of it, and then you kind of just sure. watching. Like, um, and, well, and I'll be honest with you, I, th- I thought the actors that were playing their parents weren't exactly like... I, I like the girl. Them. She's from American Housewife, but I've got significant reservations about the guy playing John Winchester. John Winchester in Supernatural is an all-time legend, that guy who plays him, the guy who plays Negan. The, the character of John Winchester, just the character... Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yes, yes, uh, but, but I'm going to go deep here for a second. Like, it's a brilliant performance by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but the character... In the script that he he brings to life is a is a fucking legend that character. This guy playing him in Winchester's it's I, I keep saying to Michelle I just do not understand how this guy becomes John Winchester. She's like it's he's younger. I'm like yeah, but he sucks. He's a pussy, you know. Like he's well, but again, but but again, Dave, and this is what I was talking about when the Mario Brothers and how they write female characters. Like this show is written that she basically overshadows him. Well, like yeah, you know, that makes she's change. good. Yeah, but my point is, they can't both be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, he can't come into it and hold his own. Or, well, Sam and Dean were both know, good. And, yeah, but they, they pick up in the middle where they have been fighting yeah. um, demons for a while. But I do personally think they made him way too incompetent. Like, um, I agree. Because he's got to have some competency to start to be 
to to where she might be like, hey, you know what, you can handle yourself, you know, like maybe you could be part of this world. But the way he carries on like such a pussy, like she'd just be like, listen, fuck off, man. You're gonna He's get just incompetent as well. Like I'm just like this. Exactly. Is, yeah. Well, that's the new style, man. The woman is over incompetent, and the guy is undercompetent. It's just like right or incompetent. Well, I like the I like the girl who plays her. She 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 was in American Housewife. I liked her there. She was the kid, and you know she's all grown up now. I I, I do like her, and in fact. She's holding the show together. I, I like a couple of them. There's one really annoying guy, sort of an Hispanic guy, um, who drives the van a bit. He's oh, God, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, oh, her hippie friends, oh, my God, they're annoying. Jesus Christ. Oh, he's super annoying, that guy. Um, if I could del- And Michelle said the same thing. If I could delete one character, it would be that guy. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah, no, no. I remember, I remember they're being fucking annoying, those hippie friends. Yeah, uh, he's he's super annoying. Um, but it, but yeah, we're still watching. I I am enjoying the show. But but I love yeah, Michelle and I we love Supernatural. Now also, Dean does turn up in it. He's narrating it and stuff. D- Dean Winchester uh-huh. is, is narrating it, so you do see a little bit of Jensen Eccles rolling around in the car and stuff, which is nice. Yeah, but it's not the same. Like I mean, for, I mean for her, I imagine it's not no, the yeah, same. It's very brief, you know, super brief. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I that's a very good point. Well, I think that the mistake they made in casting, you would have should have cast John Winchester to be a real hunk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the original. And guys a man, were. a man's man, like he should have been a man's man. You know, definitely, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Well, well he, been, yeah, yes, he's new to the shit, and maybe he is a little bit like, what the fuck is going on? But he should still be like, t- you know, tough and. And and handle. Well, he should be. I mean, he's a soldier and everything, and exactly. But they don't. They play him like a cowardly little. Oh, he's just a bit. He's just a bit of a wet little pussy, basically. Like is how they Mm. play him. Like he's a bit of a sort of like. um, He's also just a bit. Yeah, he's a wet blanket. He's he's really honestly totally overshadowed in the show. Like I mean, it's the actor is actually not given even a lot of good lines. Like I'm not a huge fan of the actor, whoever he is, but there's not a lot there to work with. You know. He's mm. he's sort of at her beck and call, you know what I mean? And he's arguing, oh, his, for sure. arguing with his mother and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not a perfect show, but I am enjoying it. But I am a sort of hardened Supernatural fan, so it's just fun seeing some of the Supernatural stuff come back. As, again, you know, like the demons and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's fun seeing that sort of stuff. Um, they should have, okay. um, what's his name? The guy who was the demon from hell. He's not the devil, but he's like the go-between, the English guy. You know, the guy with the beard, sort of balding. You know, the guy, I mean, short guy. He's not really fat, but he's sort of short. He's he's like, the, he's from hell. He's like a gopher. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I know the guy you're talking about because I think he's in the, um, he's in the Doom Patrol. Um, right, is he? I, okay. I, know, I know the guy you're talking about. Well, yeah, he could come back because they could bring... He's a bit charmy, like... Um, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Like, he, you know, he's in heaps of stuff over the years. But they could bring him back because it's a prequel. They could bring back Lucifer. You know, they could bring back a lot of... If they're clever, they could bring back a lot of um, stuff from Supernatural to prop the show up, I think. You know, and... Uh, if they get dash, uh, if they get, they, they could. But I found that that would be definitely a failure on their part if they have to do that. Like if you have to start going, fuck, we've got to start. Well, why not? All... No, but I'm saying if you had, if you had been able to write a good show, 
without needing that, that would have been better. Yeah, but you could you could do a little bit home. of it. You could do a little bit of it. Like you could bring in Lucifer. Oh, but, Lucifer. but you should be doing that because it makes sense, not because you're trying to save the show or to try and bring mm. people back or, or bring people into the show because the show should be able to well, stand. Well, I don't think own. the show's had a lot of promotion even. I mean, is it going to get renewed? Like, let's have a look <laughs> here. I don't know. Michelle and I are enjoying it, but we are hard and supernatural, like, um, obsessives. So, you know, um, let's have a look at Metacritic, what Metacritic thinks of, of, of it. Okay, it's got a 49% of Metacritic, so that's not too good. It's not terrible, terrible, but it's not good. Winchester's, so it's it's got a yellow on Metacritic. Winchester Season 2, because I, I, do, I do believe it's right on the bubble because CW are cancelling a lot of shows. Um, so I think that there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a, um, a chance that, uh, the Winchesters could, might not get picked up because I don't know if you know this, but CW, I think got bought out, um, and they've, you know, they've canceled like a lot of shows. Um, Mm. so yeah, I don't think it's, it's not been renewed yet. It's still, it's still really sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's on the bubble. It'll either get renewed um, or not, but it's going to be super. It's going to be a super close thing. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I think it, there's a chance it might not get renewed, uh, which will be a shame, you know. As far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if it, if you enjoy the show, then yes, I believe it would be a shame. But I mean, I mean, yeah. for other people like like my girlfriend, she might be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like. I mean, I'd be different either way because, you know, I never really got that big into Supernatural. I think I only watched it up to about season six or seven. Yeah. And I kind of tapped out. Um, but, uh, no, she's a big fan and uh, uh, she just, yeah, she was just like, yeah, I just don't enjoy this. So, yeah. thankfully, I didn't have to watch it anymore. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, look, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, who knows. Now, um, <laughs> thankfully, you don't have to watch it anymore. So you did have the numbers on comparing Super Mario, seven sixteen million, Ant Man, mm. what Quantumania made four hundred and seventy four billion, which I think is below par for an Ant Man Marvel movie. I would have thought five hundred six hundred is sort of bare minimum of what they would hope. Um, and then D and D, which I said to you, I think is in real trouble. Of of, I, I said when I saw it. If this movie makes five hundred million, they'll greenlight a sequel in a heartbeat. I think, and I said to you last week, I think it's going to struggle to make three hundred. I, I can't see how yeah, it's going to make three hundred. We were, we, we were, we were messaging so then we were like, yeah, I don't think this. Uh, I, I can't see it. Like, I can't even see it scraping to um, like at this pace. I'd be surprised if it if it gets to two hundred. Like, I mean, it it's might really just struggling. hit two hundred mil. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's. Um, Where do you think that leaves the franchise? Will they? Do you think Hasbro will pump out another one? Mm. I mean, I don't know, man. I yeah. mean, if this thing, okay, let's say this thing makes two hundred mil, mm. this thing costs almost that to make. Oh yeah, no, it'll, it'll be a loss. Um, be a and loss then, and sure. then the money that so, so oh, they might, but um, <clears throat> maybe they'll do a streaming show or or yeah. something. Maybe something go a bit cheaper. I don't know if they'll go for a big. Um, you know, you know, the sad thing yeah. is, it's not a bad movie. Like, by any means. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest movie of all time, but there's nothing... Like, I felt it was yeah, a very but, enjoyable romp. But, Dave, as I said to you, like, mm. I mean, 
one okay let, let's be honest there's been a there's been a few bad D movies over the years right i mean 100%. forget about even the forget about the last box office one that came out all those years ago that had um yeah i know the, um, i saw it in cinemas marlon waynes and jeremy irons and all that sort of stuff yeah forget that one they have been they've made a few straight to sort of dvd um bad movies as well sure that were just terrible yeah. low budget low budget movies um um, so uh, on your general audience, there was already a bit of an uphill battle mm. of with the brand D and D. But then, you, as I said to you, I I just had a feeling mm. that no matter how good this movie was, they hurt themselves with the the debacles that have been happening. They've they've been chasing away their customer base mm. um, so hard and so repeatedly with so many changes with. Um, yeah, all uh, that bullshit. We, and, we and OGL last week, and all yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, and all that sort of crap they've done. Like, there was a lot of people probably going, like, I'm not going to go watch the movie. Like, I'm, I don't want to support them anymore, or I'll wait, to, I'll, I'll pirate it, I'll wait for it to come on streaming or something. Sure. I'm not going to go contribute to the box office because they've, they've, they've destroyed my, my love, or you know, they've, they've hurt. But do, do you Whatever. think, do you think Whatever there was the enough of an audience, like? I would have thought to hit five hundred million, they needed to hit like a really mass audience. If you, if you, well, no. Here's the thing. I mean, if you were firing on all cylinders and Mm. your entire D and D base, right, who buys your stuff on a yearly basis, you should have easily made three hundred mil of them alone. Yeah, true, true. Globally, globally, all the people that love D and D, that play D and D, that whatever. I mean, those are not. That's not one person, hey. No, like. That's groups of people that love D and D. So yeah. you know they they have D and D parties and. So do you think those like, guys didn't show up? Those guys and girls didn't show up. I think a lot of them didn't. I think mm. um, maybe a lot of the newer fans did, who are maybe not familiar and only know the new D and D. Maybe showed up and mm. and stuff and all that. Again, um, you're picking the wrong actors as well. Um, I okay. I don't mean to sound nasty. I I don't mind Chris Pine. I think he's. A, lovely guy i think he's a good actor but he has never been a box office draw okay mm. chris pine is not a name that gets bums into seats okay sure. he's not it's, just, it's the same as chris hemsworth so there's just certain actors that do not get they find people like them they find them whatever yeah but they don't get bums into seats okay they don't i just think you needed and and unfortunately he's also got to remember like there's a lot of negative stuff that comes with chris pine as well because you've got the star trek stuff that mm progressively kind of got bad that mm. like sour people then mm. you've got the the dc stuff you know it doesn't matter how good the first wonder woman movie was the second one was pretty disappointing oh i like forgot he was name... even in it that's right he was in it wasn't he yeah, yeah. totally forgot so his name his name kind of gets associated with a lot of kind of flops or, or mediocre or just meh mm. movies mm. you know i mean for god's sake he was also he was also jack ryan but you know that was movie he? was like a fucking forgettable yeah he was in that um the most recent one <clears throat> that came out with that um you had Kevin Costner in it. Um, I didn't even see it. Like, okay, wow. It even had Kira, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley was in it as I well. I did not. Um, is this a movie? It's basically like um, how he got into the CIA. Oh, yeah, you know movie. what? I do remember that, and I forgot that yeah. he's in a lot of. That's what, my he, point. Yeah, he he's sort of forgettable. He's in a lot a of forgettable, or or movies that just don't do well, or yeah. get sort of yeah. bad, sort of. Negative I quite I like him maybe, personally. I quite like him personally, I but do. you know, yeah, I do. I I find him to be a very charming actor. I think he's he's really good. I just think he's 
he's just not that guy. He's not the guy that puts yeah. uh, bums in seats. Well, I will say I this. He, he is good in this. He is good in this. He's actually... Uh, he is now, good in Now, get me out. If you were going to go with him, then you needed someone else as well with a bigger name. And unfortunately, uh, look, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, she's not a big name. Like, most people probably never know that her name is Michelle Rodriguez. They'd be like, oh, that's... She has a fan base, but it's, you know, I like her. Yeah, but 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 she's not global is my point. Like, she's not like... When people look at her, they'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the chick from Fast and Furious. Mm. But no one's... no, No general audience go, oh, that's Michelle Rodriguez. Like... No. The she's not J-Lo well or something. She's no. not, exactly. Name. Yeah. So either Chris Pine needed, they needed a bigger name than Chris Pine or they needed a second name to go with Chris Pine. Mm. That, yeah. that, I will you say, know, in, defense of Michelle Rod- as well. in defense of Michelle Rodriguez, I think she does have a pretty decent fan base amongst movie fans from, from uh, like Fast and Furious and, and just in general. Yeah, I when, think she's but, got a brand. But, yeah, but but to be fair, Fossil Furious makes money whether she's in it or not. Like it's not like Yeah, but I'm she's sorry, recognizable she for much. Own... She's recognizable. I understand that, but but other than that, this she's again, it's not a name that, she's not this actress that brings people to the cinemas. No, like, she's not like a huge she, movie star. You know, that's what I'm saying. You needed a bigger name either mm. to go with Chris Pine or to replace Chris Pine that people are gonna be like, Hey man, that's But who are you, you gonna know, get that, these days? Actor. Like, you know, <sighs> It's it's hard. Like there's there's less of those people these days that 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 when you know, like back in the day, kind of like an Audrey Hepburn or someone. You know, there's 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 less of those kind of like luminaries. You know, like it's just that the business has changed. Like J Lo would be one, I would think. You know, huge megastar. Her joining the movie, I think. You know, she would have cost a fortune, but like it, she brings people in to the cinema. You know what I mean? Like, who might not otherwise be interested? No, no. Okay, but hang on. No, no. But it doesn't necessarily... Okay, you're thinking about it from a wrong point of view. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be a main character or even a hero character in the movie. Mm. You could get an old established actor to be the villain or something well, like that. Well, they had Hugh Grant. Like, if you... They had Hugh Grant. He's I mean, Hugh Grant... Yeah, but is is he the villain in the movie, though? Yes, like, yes. Is he, or yeah. is he just a minor part in the movie? No, no, he's in it more than you think. He's the villain. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe he's not a bigger draw enough these days. Anyway. He's, I mean, yeah, like, put it this way. I'll give you a very honest assessment. I to- I agree with what you're saying. Like, marketing-wise, I will say this, though. It is a good movie, and everyone is good in it, who we just mentioned. Like, I actually feel a bit sad for the movie because it is good, and people do good work in it. It is a romp. It's not hugely serious. Like, for example, Hugh Grant, I thought he was going to be in it for five minutes. He's in it quite a lot, and he's good. Uh, Chris Pine is excellent. Michelle Rodriguez is very good too. Um, there's not really a lot of weak areas in the film. It's just a shame that it hasn't connected with audiences, and this happens. You know, it just uh, and I feel like it was marketed pretty heavily. I, I reckon Hasbro spent a lot of money on the marketing. Like, yeah, but but, you know? but Dave, can I also be honest with you? I think, and, and I'm being dead serious now. I do think people are over the Marvel um, movie. Like yeah. I know this is not a Marvel movie, but the way they advertised oh, it, sure. yeah. it was a Marvel movie, right? Yes, I when agree. you see that advertising, you might as well just think to yourself, "Oh, it's another Marvel movie," because it plays the same fucking. And beats, can I say humor, it's a little different in the film? It's similar, 
But, like, believe you me, I, I, I guarantee it's a better movie than Ant-Man by some distance. And I've not seen Ant-Man, no. but, like... But if you had maybe marketed this as a little bit more serious with some jokes... Mm. Like, it, it's a I romp, though, it's dude. It's not that... Like, it's not that serious. I understand, you know? but I'm just saying, like... But, I just I, again, I'm just saying, I think people are over the Marvel movies. Like, sure. the, the Marvel type of movies. I just think they just look at it and go, ugh. I'll wait for that. That's just another fucking yeah. Marvel movie. Like I've seen fifty fucking times now. Like I don't have to go rush and see yeah, yeah, yeah. and see that. I just I think if you just maybe marketed a bit differently. Like yes, I know it's still a romp, but maybe mm. maybe if you go off a different type of humor, maybe like instead of the because this I'll be honest with you. Let's be honest. The Marvel humor is pretty meh. It's I would pretty say. like common common denominator humor. It's very like. Well, it's just, um, it, it's one-liner right. zingers that have lost a lot of their zing because it's been done so many times, you know? Well, that's what I feel. I feel like clever comedy is dead. Like, mm. I think Marvel, I feel like, has killed clever uh, uh, comedy. What's you know funny what I mean? what's, like, what's funny is when Robert Downey Jr. did it, it was done very well. And I don't feel like anyone else has done it as well at Marvel. Like, I really don't. I think one of their strongest movies, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, didn't have that. Or, or barely had it, and I think... I had it a bit, but not to the extent. Uh, yeah, yeah, very dulled, way dulled down. And I think it was one of their best movies. But most of the time, they go for what they feel is similar to what made Iron Man yeah, and the Iron Man franchise popular, and they just don't do it as well. They don't have the same delivery. Uh, but here's the yeah. thing. I think why... If, if you look at Marvel as a whole, right, the, the reason I think that Captain America and... and Iron Man were the two most popular characters in those movies is because they were written different, mm. right? So Robert Downey Jr. was written as the, the swarmy, yeah. smart ass, yeah. you know, always got a quip. And Captain America was written a bit more straight. It was actually maybe more people around him that were making the quips. Mm. And he was very much more somber, a bit more serious with straight guy. Sure. Because it would not have, you know, but, but today they would write Captain America as like, again, quippy, you know what I mean? If they were to do it now, Captain America, now, I guarantee he'd be throwing out quips and yeah. and, and being a smart ass. Which like, to me is getting it wrong, like, you know? Yeah, because I feel like every character now just copies Iron Man. Mm. Like, uh, you know what I mean? They all just copy Robert Downey Jr. or they copy Tony Stark, whatever you want to call it. Mm. They, they all are smart ass. They all got the quips. They're all, you know, um, mm. sort of like, you know, even Thor went that way. Like, like where he was started oh, making yeah. quips and stuff and all I'll that. And so. I'm like... You know, but you got to differentiate your characters, man. And that's another thing I felt like again, that, and that's my issue with why I wasn't interested in seeing that that um, the Dungeons Dragons movie at the cinema is that mm. when I saw the trailers, I felt every character was fucking interchangeable. Like every character was just there to deliver a one-liner or to to deliver a funny line. Yeah, like, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what you what you think of when you see it. I I really enjoyed it. Like I'll happily watch it again with Michelle when it comes out on streaming. Like. I, I think it's a shame that it's that it's. I mean, I never thought this movie's going to make you know crazy money like Avatar money, but I really felt there was a chance because they put out a decent product with good stars, and I felt I felt the stars had aligned. You know what annoyed me? The day before I went and saw it, and I saw it. It had been out less than a week, so it was very early in the run. That was the. That was the. The night before was when they did the thing about no half-elves. And that really pissed me off. So the night before I went to see Dungeons & Dragons, they'd done a very divisive thing with the fan base. And I swear to God, 
there would be some people out there who'd be like, fuck them, you know? I, I, mm. I, I, now, I'm not saying that's a huge... I'm not saying that's like $150 million worth of business, but why would you choose the week of your movie launching? And you, but let's face it, you've had failures before on movies. This is a chance to... You, you've sort of got everything's going for you. You've got Hollywood on your side. You've got cool Hollywood people playing fucking D&D, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's been rehabilitated image-wise. Why would you choose that week to drop that kind of news? Why wouldn't you just be doing everything you could to keep the fan base as positive as possible heading into because opening the week? people running that fucking thing are just the idiots. Like they, the, the people running that property are just the dumbest fucking people on the planet, man. It's like, you have a movie coming out. Shut up. Yeah, right? just be quiet. All we're yeah. here to do is talk about the news, uh, or the, the movie, right? Yeah. The only thing we are here to discuss is the movie. No upcoming changes, no yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. We're just here to fucking talk about the movie. Right? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Keep it positive, keep, keep it upbeat, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, just stay on the fucking script. But for some weird reason, they chose that very week to... Just be divisive, like for no reason, like for no no benefit. And oh no, they did it because they. I don't know. They, they, they remember they. they I don't know. They've they did an apology a, a week before or something like that, where they feel oh, we sort of we offended all of our fucking players, and it's like oh, fuck yourself. Most of your most of your actual players have left you because yeah, you you've you've offended them with your bamby yeah. pamby. Um, groveling shit about people that don't even play the fucking game yeah. and only just started playing. It was ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous. And I'm not oh, saying I'm not saying way, that's just... the sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll I was gonna say I'm not saying that's the reason the movie's not making three hundred, five hundred million, but I'm saying it was a bad decision and it cast a negative sensation and pal over the opening yeah. week. And there'd be an element of your core fan base that would actually be petty enough <laughs> You know, and, and he'd be like, fuck you guys, if, but, you, if that's how you're going to treat Dave, us. But, even, but, okay, but, okay, but listen, and again, no way is their fan base going to bring in another 150 mil. But my point is, well, not by themselves, but your fan base mm. spreads the word. Exactly, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yes, you are losing that money because you're, the, the fans that you would have had, if, you, if, you, if you'd done right by them and shut your mouth and you know, and, and looked after them, they would go watch this movie and they would sing its praises and they mm. would tell everyone to go watch it. And, you know, they tell all their friends and their family and all that. And yes, you're not going to make a billion dollars, but you could have got to 300 million, maybe even 400 million if it was, you know, yeah. if it was in Agreed. the cars and all that. Agreed. I, I do also think that, um, as I said, I mean, coming out like <laughs> just before Mario was also like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, once Mario turned out to be a good movie, that was game over for, yeah, well, that's exactly um, right. But there's always going to be a movie. But yeah, but they did pick a tough, a tough bracket um, with Mario, you know, coming out to sensational sort of, you know, word of mouth and a huge box office out of the gate. Um, it that yeah, that did kill it as well. That's that's for sure. Now, you know, talking about box office because we were talking about Ant Man. Mm. Um, Quantum Mania actually made less than the first Ant Man movie. Yeah. So the Ant Man movie made five hundred nineteen million. Mm. Then the second one, Ant Man the Wasp, made six hundred and twenty two million. Wow! And then this one made like four hundred and seventy four. What a million. boring so fucking movie that rest. second one was. That movie, the second movie, you almost put me to sleep. You did put me to sleep. Uh, what a no! The, the, the first Ant Man movie is still is still my favorite Ant Man movie. Yeah. Well, have you seen three? Did you go see it? 
No, God. <laughs> like, I just, like, I will catch no. it on Disney Plus, but, like, I couldn't be less excited. You know, I'm not surprised that it made less than the second one. Like, that is a franchise that honestly just needs to go away. Um, now, moving aside from movie news, Bob Dylan is playing Grateful Dead numbers. It covers in his Japan tour. And there was a funny incident. He was playing one of the Grateful Dead numbers. He got halfway through it and he said, sorry, I thought I knew that song. <laughs> he got halfway through and then just he actually and Bob by the way doesn't mind saying things uh verses differently sometimes missing the chorus like he does his own thing with his own songs anyway and apparently he just got halfway through and went no I haven't got it and he, he launched into a Frank Sinatra number after that so Bob was thinking on his feet but he actually pulled it and said sorry I thought I knew it you know <laughs> that would have been funny. Oh dear. That would have been funny. Maybe he did know it at some point, eh? Uh oh. Yeah, well, man, he's you know he's getting up there in the years, but 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 regardless, it's cool that he's doing Grateful Dead numbers. He did do some of them. I think he pulled that truck on Friend of the Devil. Um, some good numbers there. Trucking. I mean, Jerry's dead, man. So someone's got to carry the flame, you know. That's true. And he was a big pal of the dead. You know, he toured with them. Um, they're always good friends, so it's you know, God bless you, Bob Dylan. I wish you were coming here for the tour because usually in his Japan leg, he will then do the um Australian swing as well, but he didn't do it this time. Um, something I get sick of is all these idiots who write could be Bob Dylan's last tour, and they've been saying that for 25 years, you know, like this guy, he is the guy who will tour till the end, kind of thing, you know, he loves the road, man, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that he'll probably die doing a concert. <laughs> In the middle of? Yeah. Just croak that'd out. That'd probably be perfect. Honestly, that'd be probably literally perfect. He just croaks out in the middle of... For, like, for him, I mean, like, yeah. right in the middle of a song, he's like... Boom. <laughs> 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 everyone's just watching him. He's just lying there on the fucking stage. Everyone's <laughs> like, band's still playing, maybe, or maybe they just start slowing down, like, what's happening now? Like, He's like, hey, Mr. The... Tambourine Man, play a song for me, bomb. That just drops. <laughs> just <Yeah>. drops. <laughs> well, you know, they say Elvis died on the throne, man, on the toilet, you know, on the porcelain throne. That's where Elvis, yeah, Elvis well, cashed yeah. out. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, as they say that saying, if you can't be famous, be infamous. Well, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, no, no, no one's going to remember you for dying in your sleep. No, that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I they mean. they will remember that you died on the toilet. Well, it was Elvis, man, wasn't it? Like, what a, what a fucking genius he was, you know? We're the poorer for without him, man, sometimes I feel like, you know? Without Elvis, sometimes it just doesn't even feel... I was driving um, last night. It was funny, actually. I was, it was tired, and I said, it's going to have to be Johnny Cash the whole way through to Michelle. And she's like, oh, great. And I'm like, yeah. So we play, um, playing American recordings from the early 90s, like The Beast in Me, when he's older. And then I said halfway through, I said, we're going to have to change the pace. And she got excited. She thought I'd been... And I said, early Johnny Cash. Give me someone with a bit of fire. It's just like, oh, great. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right. I said, uh, I said the fabulous Johnny Cash. Let's get it going. And then, you know, Frankie and Johnny were sweethearts. Like, really early in the piece, man, when he really had, you know, really had it going on kind of thing, as opposed to the older statesman who's just kind of speaking the words. But I thought you'd enjoy that one. I said, we're going to change the pace, Michelle. And she thought for a second maybe Pink was getting a run or something. And I was like, yeah, you were playing with her. Just more Johnny. Now, we've got a funny story, actually. And usually I would never side with Jeff Bezos and Amazon. 
you know, just due to their corporate bullshit. But this is funny. A guy is trying to sue them. He's he's filed a lawsuit against Amazon and uh, the Tolkien estate saying that, that the rings of power ripped off his work. Um, according to court documents, the writer named Demetrius Polychron uh, filed a $250 million lawsuit against Bezos, several Amazon studio execs and Tolkien's estate, accusing the defendants of copyright infringement. Um, as we all know, in 2022, Amazon released The Lord of Rings, Rings of Power, um, which I know you had some feelings about, Rich, which was a fantasy series set thousands of years before the events in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. In the lawsuit, Polychron said he created, wrote and published an original book entitled The Fellowship of the King and conceived an entire seven-book series, The War of the Rings. And um, the writer said he obtained a copyright for the book in 2017. His work was heavily influenced by J.R.R. Tolkien's books. Um, it sounds like fan fiction to me. And uh, in, 20, in November 2017, the writer claimed he sent a letter to Tolkien's grandson explaining his love of the Lord of the Rings books and told him about his books. Um, he Polychron claimed he asked if Tolkien's relative would review his book. However, he said he received no response. Two years later, he hired a lawyer to reach out to Tolkien's estate. However, he said they responded by rebuffing any attempt at collaboration. He claimed he left a copy of his manuscript at Tolkien's grandson's home in 2019. He said he was never contacted. The guy sounds like a stalker to me. Um... He then, the writer said the estate then signed a $250 million deal to create the series The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. He said the show copied largely from his book, um, Rich. And, yeah, he, he says, I don't know, it's interesting. He says, these wholly distinct characters, distinct and separate characters and storylines composed as much as one half of the eight-episode series as released and published by the defendants i.e. Amazon, in many cases, defendants copied exact language from his books. Um, so in other instances, defendants copied images that match the book cover and descriptions as created in the book as authored by Polychron. Um, I think this is completely full of shit, personally. Um, and I think on Amazon, uh. the, you know, the guy's gone as far as trying to say he's a co-author of Lord of the Rings as well. What, what do you think, Rich? Do you think there's any chance that any... Look, this to me sounds almost like crazy town. Am I wrong? Um, no, you're not wrong, but, I mean, the fact that um, Rings of Power felt so amateurish, um, <laughs> maybe there's truth to it. <laughs> I mean, it was so poorly written and such bad character... Yeah. Um, like, uh, writing, you know, um, that um, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say no. Look, he, here <laughs> like, it is. I've got, I've got his. I found his book on Amazon that he's that he's talking about. Um, Seven hundred twenty-four pages. It's got two stars on Amazon. Um, this is. So I, I don't understand how this guy's not sued, or himself for what he's done here. So, this is the description of his book. Long before Sauron, the original rings of power were forged by the elven lord Sullenbrawl and dwarven smith Narvi in Aragorn, near Misty Mountains. These first magic rings were far more powerful than those that came after and were corrupted by Sauron to be fought for in the War of the Ring. El Elnor, daughter of Samwise, is nervous before her debutante party in the Shire. The 22nd year of the reign of the High King El El Elisa, 
The Blue Wizards return from out of the West, bearing grave and perilous news. The rest of the Rings of Power have been found, and they are in deadly danger. Thus begins the War of the Rings to end all Wars of the Rings. And he's got it all capitalised. Before it is over, elves, hobbits, dwarves, men, and magical races long forgotten or never seen before will join the quest to find Selimbrau's originals and the last of Sauron's corrupted Rings of Power. Eleanor, two hobbit friends, the Crown Prince Elderon, his elvish uncles Elodin and Elthoror, join the wizards Alatar and Palando in a war across Middle-earth fighting for their lives. If they fail, they will witness the return of the Valamogoroth, the source of evil and former master of the long-defeated Sauron. With all the rings of power at his command, Morgoth will enslave the whole of Middle-earth forever. Now, how, how is this guy not sued? himself by the estate when he's just ripping off the, this shit you know like from um as he, he sold the book though yeah it's on amazon you can buy it 11.99 on kindle it's 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 on amazon you mm-hmm. can you can buy a hardcover you can buy it on kindle well i mean he's probably opening himself to a um a countersuit if um if he has been selling yeah, I mean, but he's using the name. He's not even, like, disguising it, like, where it's like, you know, Elrond, it's like, uh, Elrond, I don't know who you mean. Don't you mean Elroni? <laughs> you, know, you know, where they sort of, like, just change the, the packaging. This guy's just using the full-on names. And um, this is crazy. He's getting hammered on Amazon um, by people who are just going, this is nuts. Like, what the, how is but it? I'm just saying, like, it's so poorly written, I don't know if I'd want my name associated with that, even if they did steal it. <laughs> yeah. So you think there could be some truth to the whole thing, that this guy's horrible fan fiction? I'm just saying, they're, they're both so poorly written that um hard to tell. But it also, you know what it actually sounds like? It sounds like this guy might have done AI to write it because it pulls names from all all over the series like it's very ai like you know hey he's oh yeah possible yeah i mean and he just throws that out there and he's like yeah there you go it went through all the tolkien's works and it spat out this book and it all technically makes sense you know like in a weird way um and just yeah deal with it but anyway so that's fucking hilarious. I, I, I just think it's clown town. And rarely do I side with Amazon and Jeff Bezos, but if I was Jeff Bezos, I'd squash this guy like a bug. You know? Like, like a bug? Yeah, fuck this guy. Now, did uh, you... He probably will squash him like a bug, don't He worry. probably will. He's just waiting to get around to it. Um, last Voyage of the Demeter. Have you seen this? Or Demeter? It's, it's a thing... It's a new movie coming out, Rich, with Dracula. And you know how you're always like, you don't want your vampires sparkly and... All that shit, like, you know, how you're always saying all that sort of stuff, Rich? Like, um, yes. So, it's an adaptation of The Captain's Log, a chapter from the 1897 Bram Stoker Dracula. Um, and a lot of people are saying, this is finally it. They've finally got Dracula right. I'm hearing a lot of hype on this, Rich. Have you heard about this? And what are your views? Uh... Never, never heard of it. It's um, coming out now. It's based on a single chapter of Bram Stoker's classic novel, Dracula. Richard, it's dialing it right in. Yeah, I mean, look, if it's a if it's a vampire that looks more like sort of a, a, a creature, like you know, Nosferatu or something Nosferatu. like that, I'd be happy. But if it's 
But if it's just a, I'm a sexy boy, then I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm down here to fuck. <laughs> if, 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 if he looks like Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise, you know, or Antonio Banderas from Interview with a Vampire, no thank you. <laughs> I like that movie. Um, but that was with the, the more romantic style of vampires. You know? Oh god, yeah. I I had to watch that with an ex, like back in the day, like. Uh, but oh, geez, was that was it me? Surprising. Was it was I the ex? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's when we broke up. <laughs> you said it's all over, Dave. It's it's over. You kidding? You kidding? I love that stuff, but I was heavily into Anne Rice for a few years. There was a few years where I was really heavily, or maybe about two years. Uh, ago, you know? Yeah, not me. I mean, I find Anne Rice is basically the precursor to Twilight. You know what I mean? Yes, like, there is a connective thread. I agree. There is a there is a connective thread there, and um, yeah. maybe if I'd known, would all end up in Twilight. I wouldn't have been such a fan. You know what I mean? Like, certainly there is. You you definitely can make that comparison. I can see that evolution. Um, now. Like, I mean, there's a reason why of all the universal monsters, Dracula's my least favorite. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, I just, I like monsters. I like, you know, I like mm. Frankenstein's monster. I like the Wolfman. Mm. You know, I like the mummy. Like, I like, I like things that look like The swamp monsters. thing, or whatever it's called. The creature like of the back of the gun. Yeah, I don't like things that just look like a human. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, like, look, okay, I, I understand, like, if they look like it. Like, I really like the way... Um, Nicolas Cage looks like as as Dracula, like mm. because he it's human, but it's like a sickly human with like that pale bluish skin, and he's got those shark teeth. You know what I mean? Like then I'm like, okay, that's that's it's better because I can't confuse you for a sexy boy. You know? Oh, what you're I mean? talking like, about Redfield, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. Like that that I'm like, okay, that that hat is is the that's where I draw the line of like how human a vampire should look. Mm. But if this is like, no, it looks like a fucking bat creature, like demon fucking thing, then yeah, I'm down for watching it, for sure. Okay. Well, we'll definitely watch it. We'll review it. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Renfield. I, I think Adam the Computer went and saw it and said um, it was actually pretty interesting. I think he enjoyed it. Um, I think it's out. Uh, am I right or wrong that Renfield's out? Let's have a look here. Uh, it's, not, it's not out here yet. Right. Okay. I don't think so, anyway. I, I really? think it might be coming out, like, in the next week or two. Oh, okay, so it's almost out. Why isn't it out? Like, why do we have to wait? You know, like, I know he's just trying to build hype. It's got a 53 on Metacritic and a 6.8. Yeah, 20, 20, 25th of May in Australia, so basically we've got one month. Oh, later. Jesus. A fucking month I've got to sit around and wait. Like, it's the fucking 80s yeah. all of a sudden. The only, the only thing I don't like is that it has Aquafina in it. Yeah, she's annoying. Well, I mean, she's she does what she does, you know. She's always yeah, the but same. But it's got other good actors. I mean, you've got Nicholas Cage, you've got Nicholas Holt, you've got yeah. Ben uh, Schwartz. Schwartz, that's his name. I don't mind Nick um, Aquafina, but she just does one thing, and it's like, okay, we got it. Like, you know, you know that sort of like I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah, sort like, of... I mean, there's movies I can like I can stomach her in, like in that in the second Jumanji movie, she's in there. She's fine. Like mm. it's it's fine, but. But when, when she's playing kind of herself, mm. the, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm Aquafina, let me tell my jokes kind of thing. I'm like, I don't find you funny. She does. She, <laughs> uses, she does that accent and it's sort of like stoner humor almost. Like, it's like slow delivery. Like, she's reasonably good at what she does. I will say that for her. Like, she 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 rolls a joke out slowly, kind of is, is her style. Like, boom, 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 boom. Like, that's how she does the joke. Boom, boom, boom. It's very sort of like bang, bang, bang. 
you know, and bang, bang, bang. But it's just always the same. And I'm like, sometimes I'm, I don't know, it's just, if she's going to do that again, I'm like, seriously, Dracula can't kill her quickly enough, you know? <laughs> like, please, please put us out of our fucking misery. Um, now, some news that impacts Michelle. Uh, NBC earlier this week picked up all six Wolf Entertainment series, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, and Law and Order Organised Crime, all of which she watches, um, for next season. The renewals come with an asterisk as cast were told they would be appearing fewer episodes next year. So in an effort to sort of defray costs in the productions, what they're doing is they're actually saying to the actors, like instead of, if let's just say there's 26 episodes or 23 episodes in a season, instead of appearing in 23, you might only appear in 18. So the actors' pay per episode doesn't actually go down, but they're just in less episodes. Um, and it's all of an effort to sort of trim the costs on some of these long-running shows. And there are some exceptions. I believe the woman who's the centrepiece uh, in uh, Law and Order SVU, who's been there since the start, you know the lady I'm talking about, um, Mariska Harakati, or however you say her name. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, from SVU. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, from SVU. I believe she'll be appearing in everything because she's in a fucking scene in that show. I love that show, by the way. But um, someone like T, for example, might just be in a few less episodes than normal. You know, um, you know, because Ice T actually watching the show, Ice T isn't in every episode because I often say, "Where's T?" You know, and um, yeah, no, 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 him and him and that other guy are not in because the main characters are her and the or her was her and the other guy, the bald guy. He's now in organized crime. He 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 left. Yeah. Uh, Christopher. Uh, Which, by the way, trivia for you: he actually voiced Hal Jordan in the first Green Lantern animated movie. Really. Um, that that came out before they replaced him with um, really? Nathan Fillion. Wow, I didn't know that. I knew he was in super. He was in Man of Steel. I know that. Um, yeah. he's no, a good he, actor. He voiced El yeah, no, he's a very good actor. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so there's that news, and that you know that's that's highly Wait, relevant to this household. Did he also play? Um, he was in Happy. Uh, no, no, he was in Ninja Turtles as well, wasn't he? He played. Um, Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck, what's his name? I think the, he was sports dude. Was he Casey Jones? Casey Jones, that was it. Yeah, was I, he? Think, I believe he played Casey Jones in the Turtles movie, didn't he? No, in the old the eighties one. I'm sure he did. Really? Are you sure? I didn't know. I mean, if he did, I didn't know it. Let's have a look. Let's pull. Let's let's pull up his um. Chris, what's his name? Christopher Palomino or something, or Christ Christopher Malini or something is his name, I believe. Um, I should know his name. I've seen it a thousand times in the credits. Uh, let's have a look here. Christopher Molini, I was correct there. He's a good actor. Let's go to his IMDb. I'm not sure about that, Rich, that he was in the Turtles movie. Like he, someone who looks like him. Let's have a look. Um, I mean, the age would match up. He's 62 now. Filmography. First film was 94. So that's that's after Turtles, man. Yeah. He did TV before that, so he didn't. he wasn't in the Turtles movies. Oh, no, no. It's a guy named uh, Elias Cote. Cotius, who looks exactly like, who right. looks like, almost okay. exactly like him. Well, he, he, you are correct though with the uh, Green Lantern First Flight 2010, he was in that. Um, Jesus Christ, it's scary how much this guy looks like. Yeah. He's a good actor, I, I like the guy a lot. Um, and uh, and she's really good too. You know, she's the daughter of James Mansfield. Did you know that? 
James. Uh, I did know that actually. I did. Know yeah. that, yes, that was. That was the, of yeah. I did not know that, and then I was like, "Wow, what a what a blast from the past that was." I really like her as well. I think she's excellent. Actually, I, I really like SVU. Um, I've I've watched many an episode. Now, big news: uh, Marina Baccarin, um and Stefan Kapikic are returning for Deadpool three. Now, I'm not sure who Stefan Kapik is. But I do know who Marina Baccarin is. She's the hot chick in Deadpool 3 or the Deadpool movies. Um, she was also in Gotham. I think she's incredibly hot. I've always said this about this chick. I think she's one of the most beautiful women uh, sort of on TV, uh, in movies. I think she's fucking fantastic. Oh, he's the guy who plays Colossus. Right, okay. So the guy who... So Colossus will be in Deadpool 3. Right, that makes sense. So just the other day, she was saying she hadn't closed a deal yet. A couple of weeks ago, I may have reported on the show, but apparently now the deal's closed. So she's going to be in it, which is good, because she's hot as fucking anything. And, yeah, look, I mean, she's a good actress, and she punches a line and stuff, but, um, you know, uh, you've got to have some eye candy, I think, personally. I know that might sound sexist, girls, but, you know, just like they're turning up for Dean and Sam Winchester and Supernatural, it is nice seeing her in Deadpool. Would you agree, Rich? Um, come on, man. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Fucking throw me a fucking bone. Like you know, like I'm. I'm not ashamed to say it. She's hot. Like there's a major reason she's popular. Is she's hot? Like that's a big. Her sex appeal is a major reason she's a popular actress. It just. It's a. We're stating a fact. You know. It's like Marilyn Monroe. She was extremely hot for the time, and she lit the screen up, and people responded. You know, the sex appeal was a factor. It, You know, it happens, kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, she's fine. Oh, come on. You're really burying the lead there, man. I don't know if you've seen her. I've seen her. In no, some... I mean, no, she's a, she's a good-looking woman. But, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be, like, melting and swooning all over the place. I'm like, swooning. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm okay. swooning. I'm swooning. It's She's touched my heart. I mean... Maybe I've just seen her in so many things that I've become desensitized to her because I mean I've seen her in so many fucking shows and I mean she's been in Stargate she's been in the V reboot she's obviously been in um, Serenity mm. she's been in um, or Firefly um, she's been in obviously the Deadpool she's been in uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at images of her she is beautiful I'm I've looking, just seen her yeah. in so many stuff that I guess maybe I just don't care anymore I do. see. <laughs> like, I, I do. Should, I think she's in, was in Gotham. She was. Um, There's no maybe. Like, she was. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. I can just name just like so many things she's been in that I just. I guess I just don't. Um. Yeah. She was even in Mentalist. I really like Mentalist. Yeah, she was in Mentalist as well. Like I don't know. I mean, she's a good-looking woman, but I guess maybe I've just seen in so many things that I don't. Um, yeah. You, you. You're sort of jaded. You burn out. Like, Not me. I'm still alive, man. You know. I'm still alive, dude. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I don't get all like hot and bothered for like, you know, women that like. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Like, in 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 all, all purposes, live in a different realm than me. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I still ain't going to Hollywood hopes. anytime to be rubbing shoulders with anyone. I, so. I still have some hopes, you know. Like, she's she's married now. Who knows if that'll last? And you know, and like, yeah, you know. Dave, whether she's married or not, I just. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't I don't fancy your chances regardless. Like you know, <laughs> well, that's part of the fantasy of the stars, the allure of the star. Like it's 
it's, it's kind of the that's kind of the, the the dance they do, man. Like, what do you what do you expect? Like, you know, I think she's great. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, I think she's great. I'm glad she's in Deadpool three. I'm turning up to see it. That's all I'll say on top. She's a, she's a, she's she's good value. Now, Is she coming back to the ghost. I don't think she died. I don't think she died, yeah, man. She did. No, I think there was a save at the last second or something from my very distant memory. Okay. I think there was a last-minute right. save, Rich. I think you're forgetting. I think you're forgetting. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there was a last-minute save. That was, the whole, movie, that was the whole plot of the thing, man. He went back in time and fixed it, I think, dude. So don't you worry a little head about that. She's back, man. It was just a question. Yeah. Of, it was just a question of closing the deal, Rich. Glad you weren't in the room. Oh, no one cares. Like, she's been in too much stuff. No, I'm like, no, people care. Dave cares, you know. He's he's living and dying on this one. You know, this is... I'm going to say this right now. Deadpool 3 could become the biggest movie of all time. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Marina Baccarin. Uh, Deadpool. Wolverine. Baby Hulk. I heard a rumour there was Hulk going to be in it, man. I heard a rumour the other day that Hulk's in it. Bring it all in. Bring it all in. Let this movie run for four and a half hours. I really want to soak in the water of this movie. I want to soak in the bath, man. Just have this on. On loop. On loop, man. You know in my tomb? You know in my tomb, that mausoleum that I've got to construct? That movie's going to be playing on repeat, along with Wolverine Origins. And um, okay. and you're going to have to suffer through it, man, when you go for the guided tour, you know. And I did say you will get a discount, if you recall. I did say to, you will get a discount to the higher levels. Um, yeah, I think this could be the biggest movie. Of all. It's going to break a billion. I'll say it right now. It's going to break a billion, man. It's going to break a billion, dude. <laughs> Want to have a lunch on it right now, Rich? Very much so. Lunch on it. Intern out there. A billion worldwide. Deadpool 3. There you go. That's it, man. I'm looking forward to my lunch. See, 600 mil if you're lucky. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my lunch, man. Jeepers, creepers. It's going to be a chicken sit, so I can feel it right now. Right, you can look forward to it because you're paid for it. So. <laughs> you can get whatever you like, buddy. You're paid. <laughs> oh, dear. So what's this? Uh, have you put this news in here about Adam Driver? Um, yeah, apparently. I just found out about that today. What's going on with Adam Driver? Um, so a new report indicates that uh, he's in final talks to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe in its upcoming Fantastic Four film. Right. So he'd obviously be playing um, Reed Richards, I assume. Not I would you. imagine so. I don't see him as a Johnny Storm. Um, oh. I don't know. Maybe he wants to provide the voice for the thing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think he'd be a decent Reed Richards, actually. Like, I, I think that that's not... Terrible casting if he's cast and wouldn't even be that surprising. Big big property, um, recurring role, you know, decent name, no one. You know what? Like I, I don't hate Adam Driver. Like I think he's okay and all that, but I must say in, in all the movies I've seen him in, mm. he does come across bored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Have you have you noticed that in a lot of his movies he just he comes across like it's like he's just going through the motion. Well, he's not a yeah, it's his style. He's not an me. energetic actor. No, I'll, I'll yeah. say that. He's, he's a, no Tom Cruise. He doesn't come across as an energetic actor, yeah. No, he's almost dull, you know? Um but I could see him doing I no, you know what? I could see him doing good Richards. I actually 
I honestly, I think he's yeah, a decent sure actor. I mean, decent actor. I mean, Reed Richards isn't exactly energetic. Exactly, so. it actually sort of plays into his strengths a little bit. I think um, I could see him doing well um, in, as a Reed Richards. I think that would also be good casting. I think younger audiences kind of know him because he was in the Star Wars movies and stuff. Like he's no, he's a known face more than a name, even you know. He's got a very distinctive face. Um, yeah, that's not that's not terrible news for me. Um, so you've got some stuff here, some more Mario Brothers stuff. I mean, really, you should have composed this into one thing, but you, you've got really? stuff here about. I the, didn't put you didn't put this in here. Is this Michael Kellershim? No. Okay, well, Michael Kellershim. Um, is our, our top patron, kids, on Signal Doom Patreon. And if you want to become a top patron, you can get access to the show document and suggest news. And Michael's put some news in that the video game Super Mario Brothers iconic theme was inducted into the US National Recording Registry on Wednesday, the first ever video game theme song. Um, uh, you know. Should. Well, okay. All Actually, right. if they include if they include another video game one, it should be the Tetris theme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's another yeah. iconic. That's another iconic like tune that every if everyone hears it, they'll go, "Oh, that's Tetris." Like, what about the Street Fighter? Street Fighter. Um, you know, like. Should go, sing, sing, sing it for me, Dave. How does that? How does that tune? No go? idea. No idea. I'll see you more of what he says. <laughs> What's the famous saying? What's the famous saying that he always says? Like, you know, the when the fighter comes in. Um, is it Mortal Kombat where they go fight? Um, yeah, that's Mortal Kombat, not Street. But Fighter. what's Street Fighter? Street Fighter does have a tune. I know that. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it does. It's like da, 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 something like that. Like, yeah, they should have no just Mortal Kombat fight. That's pretty cool. Well, the song is said you Mortal Kombat now is from the movie that uh, Mortal Kombat. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's <laughs> like fucking rave techno. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's worthy of being in the National Registry, but I'm thinking just no. just fight. Just have that soundbite in the registry. I don't like, think they do soundbite. Well, I'm just thinking of new ideas to make them more popular. Like, you know, like um, the song was chosen among 25 other recordings, including John Lennon's Imagine. Okay, good. And Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven, man. I wonder what other songs there are. Let's we should try to find this out. Like, I will try to find out the the twenty five songs in the National Registry. I'm so oh. yeah. Go. Although speaking of that, the soundtrack in Mario Brothers is fantastic. Like, not only do they like do fantastic covers of the the music from the games, mm. the soundtrack where they've actually chosen real world songs. Like yeah. um, any movie, any movie that uses "Aha, Take Me On," instant win in my book. It is good. Okay, I've got the list of songs. Okay, now you know, like honestly, like really, like some of these songs. Okay, uh, blah blah blah. Um, the oh, so it's every year they do it. Okay, so these these are the songs that came in this year, and tell me what you think. The very first. Uh, I always don't know how to say the word. Mariachi, Mariachi recordings um, mm -hmm. is one by Kulanto Clunese. St. Louis Blues by the Handy's Memphis Blues Band. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with it. Obviously, old school 1922 blues music. Sugarfoot Stomp by Fletcher Henderson. <sighs> I mean, this. What this? The next one. They're saying it's a song. Dorothy. Thompson, 
commentary and analysis of the European situation for NBC Radio. How is that a song? Like, it's it's right before World War Two, so I understand that's, um, you know, like, timely, but it's not a song. It sounds like it's her radio report, you know? Anyway. Well... Um, I don't know. If, no, no, no. I don't know if it has to be a song. I well, think every other one's like, a song, man. Every other one's a song. Well, okay. I don't know if it's just to be a tune or a sound. Like I don't know. Well, then, I don't then, know then we could have fight. Then we could have fight if we we're allowed to have someone's be, stupid radio report. Unless it's a minimum <laughs> <laughs> fight. Uh, don't let nobody turn you around. The Fairfield Four from Forty Seven. You familiar with that one, Rich? No. Sherry, The Four Seasons. I'm not actually familiar. I like The Four Seasons, but I'm not familiar with Sherry. Are you familiar with Sherry? Uh, I think I am. Oh, what a night. That should be getting there. Oh, what a... I love that song. I guess it's called Oh, What a Night. I love that song. Oh, What the World Needs Now is Love by Jackie DeShannon. I love that song. What the world oh, yeah. needs now is love, sweet love. Um, Wang Wang Doodle by Coco Taylor. <laughs> Never heard of it. Have you? Do you know it? No, but it sounds like a fucking great song. Wang Wang Doodle. <laughs> never... um... I love that. Wang Wang Doodle. <laughs> I was thinking Wang Dang Doodle. I want I want a Wang Dang Doodle. I want a rapper to come out and do a fucking Wang Dang Doodle song. Like <laughs> maybe he'll wind up in the in the fucking registry. Uh, Ode to Billy Joe by Bobby Gentry. I actually like that song. Good song by Bobby Gentry. Ode to Billy Joe. Uh, Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Now we're getting some classics. Good song, Deja Vu. Um, yeah, I love that song. That's a good song. Imagine John Lennon. Hell yeah. Imagine, imagine there's no heaven. Um, yeah, imagine, man. Imagine no possessions, Rich. Imagine no possessions. Yeah, wow. Imagine. One of the greatest songs. I'm sure ever. some people don't have to imagine that. Whoa, big comment, Rich. Timely, political almost. Big comment from Rich there. You came in from yeah, left field with that one. They don't have the positions, mate. That's true, man. People out of the streets, man. Maybe that's who we were singing for. Imagine your possessions. I wonder if you can. Um, Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Overplayed, but a good song. Um, Fantastic song, mate. Great song. Great song. It deserves to be there. Take me home, country road, John Denver. Take me home, oh, yeah, country road. Yeah. Also, also technically overplayed, but a great song. Love it. Never can never get enough John Denver in my life. Uh, Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. I mean, I'm not sure this deserves to be in there, but it's a good song. Um, I'd love to know what the criteria. Well, it just like, seems to be just like, is this? Like, just, like the, what's the voting process? Is, is it is it a board? Very vote random, like Margaritaville. I'm like, yeah, it's a good song, but like, are you just a Jimmy Buffett fan and just just throwing it in there? Um, Flashdance, oh what a feeling. Um, Irene Cara, um, good song. Flashdance again, yeah, yeah, big hit. Sweet dreams are made of this. You read the mix. Good song, real good song. Mm-hmm. Now, the next song I'm going to say is a good song, but it's not even close to their best, Synchronicity by The Police. Now, I genuinely do not believe this deserves to be there. I pick about five other police songs in front of it. Um, Synchronicity is a good song, but, like, what about Roxanne, Walking on the Moon? You know, um, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yeah, but, like, dude... I don't know. Synchronicity, I, I, I don't understand why that's... Like a Virgin? See, I think Like a Virgin Madonna deserves to be there. Iconic, 
Look, the thing is, at some point, every song's going to be added to this, and there will be no ones that we certainly don't agree with, because that's just how it goes. Yeah, like, okay. So, well, you know. like a Virgin Madonna, and then we're getting into the sort of like, and then we obviously we get into stuff I've never heard of. Black Codes from the Underground, Winton Marshalls, Mar- Marcellus, are you familiar with that one, Rich? Black Black Codes from the Underground. Jesus, never heard of it. Super Mario Brothers theme, Koji Kondo, composer. All Hail the Queen, Queen Latifah. Jesus, we're struggling. <laughs> like, really? Like, I, like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, Queen Latifah, All Hail the Queen. Yeah, I guess, all right. All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. I agree that should be there. That's a great song. And here we go, again, Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan. 1994. Like, what the fuck is that? Carl Sagan's the guy who wrote Contact, yeah? He's, uh, yeah. He's, he, you know, Mr. Mister Cosmos and all that stuff. Anyway, he's there. Then there's Gasolina by Daddy Yankee, 2004. And then winding things up is the Constantino for Clarinet and Chamber Orchestra. Well, I don't know. There's been six. There's six hundred and twenty-five songs in the registry right now. Rich, six hundred and twenty-five. Good to see the Eurythmics get in there. Yeah, look, and I'm I'm sure we won't agree with all of them. <laughs> no, but I, I feel that they made some really good decisions there. I, I still don't understand why Synchronicity gets in there. I like Synchronicity. I just don't think it's even in the top five police songs. Honestly, you know, I really don't. Um, but. I guess we're not board members of the um, of the, of the sort of you know national registry kind of thing. So that it's correct. Yeah, but I'd like to be. I'd like to throw my weight around. You'd see a lot more Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash get in. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You'll 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 just come with your own bias. So I mean, yeah, but I'm right, Rich. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Did you not realize that, my friend? Yeah, because I'm right. Uh, You've got to remember, Rich, you know how I view it. I really believe I should be the emperor of the entire world. You know? Some people will settle for, they'll say, I don't even be prime minister. No, you're thinking too small. Emperor. Emperor. You know, if I had people bowing in my presence, I, I, I would be like close friends. I'd be like, no need, no need, no need. But I'd also... I, I certainly don't, I don't disagree that you don't believe that. Yes. <laughs> Not going to argue about your belief. <laughs> I, I will. I will argue whether or not you're right or wrong. But I mean... <laughs> All right. Now, oh god, a Twilight TV series is developing at Lionsgate. Oh. The announcement came with little details of which platform or series length, but already fans are showing excitement. Oh, I'm sure one of them will be Michelle when she finds this out. Um, and then Michael's put a comment, oh, damn, I'm just going to get stuck watching this shit, aren't I? Says David Finn, super fan. Just shoot me now. That is how it feels. I sat through every single one of those fucking movies in the cinema, and I remember in the last one, which went forever, during the credits, which also went forever, thinking, this is the last one. Thank Jesus. Like, I was like, I don't even care what happens to anybody but I'm just glad this is the last one. <laughs> I saw every one of those fucking films. Um, where are you on the Twilight TV series, Rich? I'm sure you're just like jumping up and down in excitement. Mm. Hey, 
if this is something I would have to watch for the show, I would quit the show. There's no fucking way you're going to have to watch it for the show. We will do some news items on it, some you know, because I'm sure when it does eventually come out, it'll be a big thing. But there is no way. If anyone has to watch it, it will be me uh, with Michelle, and I will give some brief assessments. But yeah. you certainly do Thank- not need to watch this. Thing. Thankfully, my girlfriend has no interest in Twilight. Well, keep it that way. Is what I say to you. <laughs> Keep it that way, my friend, because they suck. Like, uh, honestly, at a certain point... Oh, hell yes, they do. At a certain point, too, it's just like they drag it out so much as well. Like, there's just so little going on of interest. Like, it's like... Yeah, you just... It just they, it, It's like she was writing those books, and like, she was very successful, and God bless her for doing it, but, like, you know, she was really squeezing it by the end, you know, really really churning them out. Um, now, uh, Michael Kellishem, Hasbro Hypocrisy... Um, just after Hasbro called half races inherently racist at the beginning of April, but published books just 30 days previously that uses the phrase repeatedly. In the D&D prequel book Druid's Call, uh, the backstory of the character Doric from the film uses the phrase half-elf and half-orc numerous times in the book. And yes, he is fucking half-elf in the movie. Um, so they were okay with half races. Hasbro were okay with half races being used in early March 2023 when they released the book. But one month later, in April, it's inherently racist. Uh, rival companies reported the OGL controversy resulted in them selling out a year's worth of stock in weeks. Pathfinder had its stock that was supposed to last till September wiped out in January, and others are reporting the same phenomenon. So after going out of their way to piss off the fan base, the fans responded with denying them the cash, which we've covered. Um, this is after D&D posted record sales in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Despite these numbers, Hasbro fired 15% of its workforce this past January. Uh, he also mentions manga sales in Japan have surpassed 677 billion yen, which means over 5 billion US dollars worth of sales last year. That seems extraordinary. Um, that seems nuts. Uh, sales rose over 9%. I don't, I don't- yeah, I don't think people realize how, like, when, when I say, like, how popular yeah. Um, yeah. manga is, mm. I don't think people realize, like, they just go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it sells, like, a bit better than American. It's like, no, it's not, it's not even a competition, man. No, like, yeah, it's just, it's it's one-way it's traffic. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah, that's, that's well, that's damning, those numbers. Um. That is damning. Uh, in the US, Mung- they're just the Japanese numbers. Uh, in the US, manga continues to dominate as well with the latest volumes of Spy Family and Jujutsu Kazan being some of the best-selling books in North America in March 2023. Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah, just fantastic. Yeah. Spy Family, I watched both those shows. Great. Okay. All the while, Western comic book sales have decreased with some stores reporting drops as much as 25% in the last quarter of 2022. I fully believe that. Um, Marvel and Viz have announced a new Spider-Man manga, Spider-Man Fake Red, and report and a reprint of Wolverine Schnicked, both coming in the summer. So yeah, and and like it's so funny because um, Marvel and DC, and even the independent comic scene in, in the West, we are uh, they they're just an echo chamber. I've realised that I, I I see it on Twitter. They they're always saying how well everything's doing, you know. And, and we're all just idiots for saying otherwise, Rich, you know? Um, I don't know. The, they've always got excuses for why they don't change. That's I, I saw it on Twitter the other day. I was like, all these excuses is all I'm reading is excuses. 
excuses for why you're not selling well and refusal to change, you know, and you'll do that until, you know, really, frankly, really honestly, when I look at those manga numbers and compare it to what the Western books are doing, it's damning to me. And I'm no manga fan, like, but I'm just, as a numbers guy, I'm just like, this is just fucking ridiculous. Because, I mean, I guess if you're a Marvel and DC, you could point to the merchandising and, and hope that that is bringing in, you know, like the, the cups, the T-shirts, the fucking pyjamas, whatever. Um, hope that that's bringing in decent money because otherwise, I don't know, you've got you've got the movies, I, uh, of course, but the merchandising has to be the only thing keeping them afloat, these, these comic book companies, because honestly, I just feel uh, like they're just selling nothing. I, honestly, the thing that's keeping them afloat is... Um, is really you dave like people like you who buy the um oh, the, the collections yeah. sure like, and obviously the, the the people that yes that buy the the statues and the sure the really expensive like 700 fucking dollar you know mm. uh, statues and stuff and all that like that is definitely keeping their business but they i i the, uh, I just can't believe that uh, from what I'm reading and I'm seeing that they're making any money off the new stuff. Like, mm. um, uh, I mean, God, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll get into it a bit later, but Jesus mm. Christ, like uh, we, the, the, the one issue we read today mm. uh, of a modern comic compared to a Conan story from, mm. you know, like 30 late... fucking years ago, yeah. it's, it's not even close in terms of quality, man. Like in it's, I just, I don't, I can't believe anyone is enjoying this modern stuff and it's probably they're not, which is why yeah, uh, titles are getting canceled. You know, like the, the Miss Marvels and the Captain Marvels can't even fucking keep a book going more than like, you know, mm. 20, 30 issues before it gets fucking rebooted to a number one again to try and artificially, you know, get yeah, some yeah. sales. Hype it up again. One crap and all that. Like, you know, it's, no. the new stuff today just isn't fun that's the that's their biggest crime do you know mm. that like i don't i mean uh, yes you the, the preaching and the fucking workshop and all this stuff you know what but you know what i couldn't argue with mm. if even if you had that in the comics if it was fun oh yeah like 100%. like as you know as i said there was things in the mario movie with peach that i was just like uh this is that bullshit bullshit but the movie was so fun mm. that it didn't, it, it it didn't affect my enjoyment of the movie as a whole. Yeah, it if you just didn't attract did stuff yeah. that was fun, then I would begrudgingly still enjoy your shit mm. because it was still fun, like yeah. overall, or still enjoyable to read. But they just everything they do is so fucking boring, man. Like mm. it's just, it's just so dull, man. Like it's just <laughs> so void of anything that just makes you want to keep reading like, yeah it's uh, and that's the thing and that's the difference between manga manga is fun man like if you want to if you want to kick back and like fucking read a manga about soccer mm. but this is soccer where you know they do fucking dragon ball z moves you know what i mean like mm. <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean they yeah, fucking yeah. Kick the ball and fire comes around it and you know, it burns a hole through the fucking goalkeeper or something like that. That's just fun, man. That does Stupid sound cool. Fucking... 
sports fun. The same with baseball, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ, they've got cooking, you know, stuff that's just about like chefs. And But you know what the difference is? You might go, well, that sounds stupid. Yeah, but it's it's the fun of it. And I think it appeals to younger readers too. I think it's, you know, like, you know, I think that there's a... Well, that's the there. thing, Munger... No, no, but manga is across the board because, yeah. as I said, manga's got four, four different, basically, demographics, mm. right? They, they write for young girls and young boys, and they write for older, not, not older as in, like, 30, 40-year-olds, but older as in teenage to 20, yeah. you know, sort of age bracket, and girls in that age. So they've, they hit all four different demographics, and they've got shit. And, yes, it's crossover and all this stuff, but they market for those things. They don't try yeah. and be like... Well, we want to try and make sure that this one manga appeals to every single fucking demographic in the entire universe. No, they go, no, this is for that. This is for that. I will say like, that DC and probably Marvel in recent years have done a lot of YA books, which I, I, I think have sold well. You know, they've done a lot of that stuff, and I'm, I'm, I don't have the sales numbers. They they probably have because a lot of that goes into libraries and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But it's not sold anywhere close to manga again. No, no, Young no. Young no, people no. still, yeah, yeah. Your YA group still prefer to read manga. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyway, uh, look, interesting, and thank you, Michael, for that. And again, I want to mention the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Signal of Doom. Join the Patreon, and you can get into the game. You can buy yourself onto the table. And you can be there in the show documents. You know, you can peek behind the curtain and see the great minds working. You know what I mean? The great minds ticking away. And you can make my job easier too by putting in news. (laughs) 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 While you're at it, which is just fantastic. I was was wondering where that was coming. Now, I want to say this. Did you put this in about the Assassin's Creed or was this Michael? Because I am so happy about this. Um, Not me, I can couldn't give two shit. No, well, you calm down there. You sit down. In a move to appease Dave Finn, Webtoon has announced an Assassin's Creed webcomic. Redus, the Korean comic studio responsible for solo leveling, will do a Webtoon sequel to Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, one of the better Assassin's Creed games, that will continue the story of Edward Kenway, the retired pirate who has joined the Assassin Brotherhood. Assassin's Creed Forgotten Temple follows Kenway as he sails the perilous Southeast Asian seas in search of the fabled pieces of Eden. The first five episodes will go up on the Webtoon platform on April 24, 2023, with new episodes posted weekly after that. The series will run for 150 episodes divided into three seasons. Now, I'm confused. Is Webtoon... Like a TV show, or is that like a comic? It's a web comic, man. Oh, okay. So it's just a comic on the web. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, right. Is it long, or is it like like a comic strip in a newspaper? Like you know, like a few panels. Um, put it this way: don't get too excited. Dave. I'm very excited. I I need to know more. I'm relying on you to. Un- I don't even understand it. Like. You know, I'm I'm 48 years old. I I don't know what a webtoon is. You know, like I don't fucking know what a webtoon is. I'll be honest with you. I I thought it might have been a TV show, is what I was hoping for. Um, but you're breaking. Um, up. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's not for you, Dave. It's um, what? 
it's 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 people that super duper 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 love uh, manga Sus- and anime Ugh. and want to draw in that style, right. or it's people that super duper 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 love um, Steven Universe and want to draw Steven in that style. Steven Universe, what the fuck is that? Uh, a very cringy kids cartoon uh, okay. about uh, gay gems and stuff and all that. Um, what? Uh, what? A- Okay, listen. Do, do me a favor. Like, just just type just type webtoon into yeah, Google and just and just and just go to the the, the, the web page and just just look at what you see and tell me if you are webtoon. That that's webtoon. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, web webtoon. So it's not a it's not a it's not a a TV show, which is what I was hoping it was. This just looks no, all no, like no. um, it's just all really, it's very anime. Looks that's like. what I said. I don't. That's why I said don't uh, don't get your hopes too too high. Like doesn't look that bad. Uh, some of this stuff looks okay. It looks like what you're talking about, like manga and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but but I mean, there is some action stuff on there, but it's a lot of like um, fucking romance stuff and all that. It's like, not my cup of tea. But but if it, will they collect it? Like, I'm not saying you won't enjoy it, Dave. I'm just saying. I'm just confused. Just lower your expectations. I'm just asking you to lower. I will, but I'm, right now, my only right now, I have one emotion: confusion. Yes. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's your default. <laughs> I I stupidly read it when they started talking about episodes. I I was like, oh wow, is this like an animated show? And I got excited, but no, webtoon is just web um, is series like it's a comic. Not a not a not a TV it's, show. No, it's, no, it's webtoon is a website that people put their their own oh. self owned um okay. strips. Jesus, like this sounds worse and worse than we talk about it. Like, I'm annoyed. I, like, I will say though, I don't want to bring that party down on the I didn't, I didn't put it in the news for you. Well, so. okay. <laughs> uh, what what got me was Toon. You know, when I saw Toon, I I thought a cartoon. You know, um, no. What I um, what I meant to say was that um, I've put on my because I'm going to in early May. We're gonna ha- I'm gonna have a week off. I'm going to Croatia for a work conference. Um, so we'll have a week off the show that week, which which is I think the tenth to the seventeenth or something. So that week we're gonna have off. But anyway, my point was I've put on my f- phone a whole stack of Assassin's Creed audiobooks, which I'm gonna listen to on the plane. <laughs> Because I've been meaning to listen to them for ages, and I'm just like, fuck, I want to dive right into that world, man. You know what I mean? Like, take me in, take me on a fucking tour, take me deep into the world, deep, 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 deep. I mean, maybe we'll find the fucking aliens, Richard, that you constantly say out there, you know? Um, and I just feel well, like. How can you find them if they're not out there? They're there, man. We'll find them, dude. Now, I had this thing. I came across... Are you familiar with the band Canned Heat? They were at Woodstock. Um, and I, I just happened... There was a club called the Palomino. And a guy's writing a comic book. And he was on John Sumptress's Word Balloon, like, last week, uh, promoting his comic book, which sounded interesting. It was like a, um, you know, comic noir, kind of in the Brubaker vein. Anyway, he was talking about the Palomino, and I happened to... He was, it was quite... It was a very well-known sort of country music club in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Okay, a lot of famous people played there. 
But anyway, get this. Um, this guy, Canned Heat, uh, they played at Woodstock. That's where I know them from. Uh, and the guy's nickname was The Bear, Robert Height. And H-I-T-E. Check out how he died. This is he was playing the Palomino. On April 5, 1981, during a break between sets at the Palomino Club in North Hollywood, Height was handed a vial of heroin by a fan. He snorted it and fell into a coma, after which others unsuccessfully tried to revive him with a large dose of cocaine. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly he died. Now, is there more of a rock and roll way to die than being given a vial of cocaine going, fuck yeah, I'll snort that, snort it, go into a coma, and then some fucking geniuses around you think the only way to get you out of the coma is to fucking del- deliver... Massive amounts of cocaine, which I don't understand how they um did. If he was well, like no one, no one, no one said drug users were smart people, man. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but hey, I was saying to Michelle, like this guy rock and rolled, man, from Woodstock to eighty one. The party didn't end until it really did, and he went out living yeah, life. But it always ends. That's the thing. It always ends. Yeah, but dude, think about this, man. The Reaper will come for us, and we're not drug users or anything, and the Reaper will come for us, man. This guy blazed, man, from 69 to 81. Every day that's, was probably... Most... Can, I, can I just say, that's like, <laughs> I hate it when people say something retarded like that. That's like saying, oh, well, you know, the Reaper's going to come for us all at some point, so I should just walk through the street blindfolded and not worry about fucking oncoming traffic, because, hey, if it's the time, it's the time. Like, no. <laughs> You don't do anything that helps it along. Yeah, you could die at any second, but you don't fucking put a loaded gun in your hand because you could die tomorrow. No, but I'm saying, but this guy, at least he lived life on his own terms, man. Like, the, he was called he the bear. He died in what, 61? 81. Yeah, okay, 81. 81. You could have got 100, man. The goal, the goal is to get 100. Yeah, but think about this, man. This guy was a big fucking partier, obviously, wasn't he? This guy lived to fucking party. He lived for rock and roll, man. And <clears throat> Woodstock was 69. Yeah but, yeah, but also we don't even know what his fucking, how his life was, like what condition he was. He could have been like a decrepit 81. Well, we don't know. He died in 1981, man. He died in 1981. Yeah, okay, but how old was he? I think he was about 40. Okay, 40. You just proved my point as well. He was He was 38. Old. He was 38. Okay, 38. It doesn't matter. 38, 40. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Good on you. Glad, sure, sure happy you did those drugs now. Well, I mean, what can I say? I'm just... All I'm trying to say is this was a guy who basically just fucking rock and rolled all the way to the grave. Jimi Hendrix... Modern. What an idiot. Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison. But this guy was on stage, snorted a vial of cocaine, had friends try to revive him. No, snorted heroin. Friends tried to revive him with cocaine. I don't know if that was the solution. His heart had probably stopped. I Wait, guess- Dave, Dave, you, you don't know if that was the solution? Like, there's doubt? Like, like you're not, you're not 100% sure? <laughs> well, all I'm saying is the guy was in a fucking coma because, like, boom, he took this huge hit of heroin, probably way too much for any normal person to handle. Even the bear couldn't handle it, man, what the hit of heroin this guy took. And then someone, you know, probably coming in from left field, said, well, fuck, let's pump him some coke and see if we can restart the heart, you know? Like j- jump him like a jump start on a on a on a on a you know um on a car you know what I mean? 
I do love how retarded people are. Well, they tried it, man. It failed. It failed, dude. Big time. He's dead. You know, he went out rocking, man. I just like that he went out rocking. I mean, strip it all away. As far as I'm concerned... I, I don't know, Dave. I, I just... I don't get your romanticising that sort of shit. Like, it's something <laughs> cool. Like, I just... I, did, I just don't get it. Like, Well, it's just fun, man. Like, you know, it's funny almost to me because it's so absurd, you know? It's not me romanticising. Like, yes, kids, don't do heroin. Like, if you're handed a vial of heroin, don't snort it. But, no, you no, but you romanticise as like the rocker that fucking rocks and snorts the shit and then like fucking dies and like <laughs> like you you get like some sort of weird kick out of it. Like I do, I think it's funny, um, but you know whatever, man. Like hey, I'll say it again, dude. Like everyone at some point meets their maker, you know. Everybody, everyone does, Rich. You can hold up there all you want, man. You can try to block it out, dude. But you know it's going to come. You're going to get the tap of the scythe on the shoulder. Yeah, and guess what? I (laughs) hit 40 and he hasn't come for me yet because I wasn't fucking snorting drugs and (laughs) rock and rolling. (laughs) Rock and roll. Um, Yeah, look, it's it's a complicated issue. The bear's gone. No, it's not. (laughs) Complicated, my ass. (laughs) Anyway... He's dead, man, so I just wanted to remember him, dude. Like, he went out. I just like a guy who lives life on his own terms. That's all I'm trying to say here. I'm just saying this is a guy who fucking rocked hard. You know what I mean? Like, hard. I'm hoping that this guy did not have any personal relationships. He just blazed. He rocked. He parted. He got up. He rocked again. He parted again. He rocked. He just kept it on loop from 69 to 81. That's how I'm picturing this guy's lifestyle. You know, I don't know. He had no personal relationships. So what, he just came into the world? No parents, no mother, no father? No, but, like, once the rock and roll started, man, once the rock and roll started, that's all he cared about, dude. You know, he was just a party guy. He was that guy, man. You know, it's like Sammy in the 70s when he got into the cocaine. Sammy Davis couldn't do enough cocaine. He just hoovered it, you know? He pulled out in the end, but this guy didn't, man. This guy, you know, it all ended on the Palomino in 1981. You know, imagine if you're the guy who handed in the vial of cocaine, a vial of heroin. Would you feel slightly guilty? You know, it's like, wow. Uh, well, if I was, yes, but I wouldn't be because I wouldn't <laughs> have any. So. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, but me either. But like, did he say to him, this is, but then again, obviously the guy knew it was something because he snorted it. You know, it wasn't like water that he drank. He saw something and he liked the look of what he saw and he just hoovered it, you know? He maybe maybe he thought it was cocaine and it was heroin. I don't actually know what heroin looks like. I thought it was liquid, but um, in a vial. So mm, no, heroin heroin's a powder. You've you've just got to sort of like um, heat it up and make it into like a um, a, a liquid, and then right. you inject it. Right, but, but it's it's but it's a powder that you. That's why you see it in like. They do on a spoon. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, spoon, yeah. But it's out of that you got to basically liquefy. But what was this guy doing then? He he. It was a powder. But what I'm saying is, did he see the powder and think it was cocaine, which is why maybe, he snor- snorted it? Unfortunately, yeah, maybe it was a dark room and he, he couldn't tell. I don't know. Unfortunately, he's not available for comment. <laughs> It'd be interesting to get the guy... No, 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 I, don't, I don't feel bad for him at the end of the day. He's I don't really idiot. feel bad for him, no. Because, like, I don't feel bad for drug users who die. 
I, I really don't. I, I, it's the same as when they commit crimes. They're like, oh, but he was on ice. I'm like, yeah, that's illegal. That's bad that he was on ice. That's extra time. My tennis coach always says, no time off for good behaviour, time added on for bad behaviour. You know? Anyway, So, moving away from some of my favourite news of all time, um, Warner Brothers is reported looking to tap a major director to helm a feature film adaptation of Dead Space, Rich. Was this a game you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, I played the original one back in the day. I have not played the um, spin-off remaster. I don't have. I don't have any like. Okay. Um, need to do that now. Apparently, James Wan, uh, the Aquaman director, uh, also created the Conjuring universe, is he- going to helm it. Um, he did Aquaman, Furious Seven, and Aquaman in the Last Lost Kingdom. So, it's horror, isn't it? Didn't he do the Saw movies? Am I conjuring, something? conjuring. Oh, conjuring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who was the, the? I know the saw was also Australian guys. They were Aussies. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I know. I know James Wan is um, is is Aussie. Right? Is he? I didn't know that. Um, yeah. yeah, saw movies. Let's have a look here. Yeah, you're right. Created by Australian filmmakers James Wan and Lee Wangle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he did that as well. It's weird that they don't announce yeah. that. Oh, they say Conjuring, yeah. Well, it's probably why they're tapping him for um, Dead Space. A, a horror movie because he's got some experience in not just horror movies but sort of psychological mm. um, thriller horror movies. It, it's sci-fi, stuff. isn't it? Set in the 26th century, the science fiction horror-based video game series centers on a fictional cult and its followers that believe the Earth's government is suppressing an alien artifact called the Marker. This sounds like the kind of stuff that I believe. Um, I mean, it's basically <laughs> it's basically Doom as a horror instead of an action. So oh, I mean, okay. it's basically you. Yeah, you're going to this massive spaceship thing, like um, uh, to like find out what's happened, do like repairs or whatever. Mm. You get there, these these like xenophiles, xenobites, something I can't remember what they're called, but uh, all these people have been infected and they've become like these demons and stuff and all that. And you are a um, an engineer, so the weapons you're using are like engineer weapons. Right. So they're not like combat weapons. So you've got to kind of use your engineering stuff to combat them. So it'll basically you could shoot off their limbs mm. and stuff and all that and like stomp on them and all that sort of stuff. But it, it, it's very much like it's like Resident Evil, but instead of it being zombies and all that, it's like demons kind of like it's very like Doom kind of like, you know, uh, demons running around. And, and it's very gory, like the death kills mm. when you get killed and all that are pretty gory and all that um it's got some good set pieces and all that so yeah it's basically like um it's resident evil with uh with demons okay it's cool. probably the best way to describe it would you turn up in cinemas to say it if james one directed um potentially uh i mean maybe it's it's weird like i as i said i don't mind going to go watch video game movies mm. like mario brothers and all that where I'm just going for the fun because Mario doesn't have a story. Sure, but sure. I, I but if it, if the, the problem with a video game movie, especially if you're adapting a video game that has a story, mm. I've already experienced that story, and I've experienced it in a much more visceral, yeah, good point, interactive way where, like, I felt like I was in danger. You know what I mean? Like when you're playing a game, you yeah. feel like you're the character. So you know, when, when when things are scary, you're scared. You know what I mean? Like you're feeling that. 
I don't think a movie would. Um, I mean, I'd probably watch it definitely on streaming or something like that. Mm. But I mean, it'd have to look super good for me to go to the movie just to experience the story I've already experienced in a much more visceral way. That's that's the thing. Like, um, well, we were saying it before. When you play a game, it, it's very interactive, literally. And yeah, I agree. You really get into it if you're really enjoying it. And I think you get a lot more out of, like, for example, Doom. Like, the fucking game. You play that game, it's fucking intense. I think the movie tried to replicate it, but it couldn't quite do it, you know? Um, oh, yeah, neither of the Doom movies were good, so... Yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, the, it's so hard to replicate that feel. The closest you can get to it... I, I tell you the closest I ever got, Singapore, Universal Studios, there was a virtual reality Transformers game that was fucking incredible, you know? Like it was a ride, technically a ride, and it was it was footage from the movies mixed with footage that like literally Hasbro had done, you know, for the for, for this that was the, of movie standard. It was amazing, Rich, you know. And my expectations were so low, and we were like, that was incredible, you know, because you were in it, you know, even though technically you weren't controlling it, you felt you were because it was so immersive. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, like, I think it's really hard to, um, do it. Now, question, Rich, why did the Vikings abandon Greenland? And my first thought, and you know what it's going to be? Aliens. Um. It's not. <laughs> well, the report's saying rising sea levels and flooding. Um, I'm thinking they got too close to the truth. You know, when they, when they went to uh, the... No, actually, I can, um... I can link you a doc uh, a documentary on YouTube if you want about sure. Fallen. Uh, I've been watching this series. <coughs> it's called Fallen um, Fallen Empires. Yeah. Uh, it's basically this guy that does like high level production stuff um, uh, uh, about um, the fall of different sort of uh, not necessarily empires, but like um, civilizations, uh, cultures, civilizations, yeah, cool. all that sort of stuff and all that. And he actually has one um uh about the the vikings of 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 greenland and all that and I mean, it's, a, it's not a, it's it's not a simple answer by the way it's um is it to do with flooding and the it, sea it, levels and stuff it's it's flooding it's food it's yeah. um um uh, 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 like health stuff because of the not, the lack of food and like yeah. like the seafood and all that like it's it's um it's 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 a very in-depth i think it goes for about two hours wow um it's very in-depth it goes through the history of it and all that but it's not aliens. <laughs> well, they I'm don't want to tell you that, man. That's what they don't want to tell you, you know? But can you imagine me on the fly? Yeah, this is not a government-run YouTube channel. <laughs> Think <day>. tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you imagine me on the flight to Croatia listening to Assassin's Creed books on loop? How am I going to be at the other end of that flight? Can you imagine? I'm going to come the out. same as you are now. No, I think I'm going to go deeper into the mystery. I, I honestly feel like, you know, I'm on the verge. I really do. I feel I'm on the verge of a major uncovering. I mean, you, you're, so, you're so deep, I'm pretty sure you're touching the bottom. This is so funny. I had a pair of glasses. Listeners may enjoy this. A pair of sunglasses that I'd lost, and I was so pissed. I've been looking for them for like two to three weeks. I found them last night, and I said to Michelle, I feel like the smartest person in the world. And I, and I held them up, and I said... Show me a murder now. Give me a murder mystery. I can solve it. I was that fucking high on my own supply that I was like, please, someone, I'm begging for a locked room 
murder mystery now. And I would get to the bottom of it. I know it. You know? I was just that fucking convinced, man. I was. And did you or you couldn't find one? Couldn't find one. Didn't come across a murder mystery last night, unfortunately. Uh, could have solved it, though. Maybe, I sp- you maybe you weren't looking hard enough, Dave. I mean, it took you three weeks to find the glasses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mythic Quest, a show that I've been seeing the praises of. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is the old guy on the show. Uh, C.W. Longbottom, I think, is his name on the show. And apparently he left the third season or wasn't even in the third season due to sexual misconduct complaints. The guy's like 81, 82. He plays like a... Like a sort of like super old he, school. He, he, he probably he probably accidentally called one of the young girls their darling or sweetie or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, he plays like an old guy, way out of touch, like massively sort of like sexist and stuff, like and saying inappropriate stuff. So it's kind of humorous to me that you know potentially. Um, but but again, how serious were these allegations? Like I, I agree with Rich. Was he literally slapping girls on the ass, okay? Or was he? did he say, like, yeah, exactly, sweetie, darling? And it's like, oh, my God, the horror. You know what I mean? Like, how bad was it kind of thing is what I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd be very interested to find out how... Yeah, I, like, honestly, I would... Because, yeah, seriously, if he's if he's groped some chick and fucking tried to rape her, yeah, I agree, he should be in I mean, prison. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, if you're talking about, like, someone in their 20s and he's in his 80s, I mean, that's, like, a close to a 50-year gap. There's a big generational difference between, you know, between how they view the world. So, well, I was chatting to a lady yeah, on mean, the phone the other day, and she's like, oh, let me just patch you through, darling. And, like, yeah. that's not that uncommon to hear when you're chatting to older people. Like, really honest, and believe you me, I was like, oh, my God, like, uh, call the fucking internet. Um, Don't treat me like a piece of meat. I'm a yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, like, that's not that uncommon a term. Now... I would like to know more details on this guy because, yeah, maybe the allegations are, like, super repulsive. Um, or were they just super vanilla as well? You know, like, there's... there's Honestly, sometimes you just think, you know, who are you believing as well? Like, the PR that's being put out as well. Like, how, where is this source? Where's the evidence? You know? Like, yeah. wh- that's kind of what I'm saying. Now... EA uh, has made it known the company will no longer distribute physical copies of their video games in South Africa, Rich. Um, they will run their operations out of the UAE. But you could still order them in South Africa. So it's just there won't be physical stores there, I guess. I guess. Probably. Yeah, I mean, is this that... There's a, lot, a lot of, there's a lot of theft and vandalism in that country. And Well, unfortunately, South Africa's kind of gone to the dogs, hasn't it, recently? Like in the last, say, five years? <laughs> It's gone past that, man. Yeah. No, that's what I've heard too. And I've heard it's very sad what's happened. Like, it's just really... I've I've seen, like, actual third world countries run better than South Africa. Mm. Yep. I think it's true. 100% true. And, and yeah, maybe they're just like, it's not worth... I mean, that's a sign there's a sign. Not not just this, but the fact is that the retail's collapsing. I read stuff that, like, the water and stuff, electricity doesn't stay on in the cities, like all the time now, like there's all these brownouts and stuff. So, so well, <laughs> the issue with South Africa is that it is run by the most incompetent people you have ever, 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 ever yeah. seen in government. Yeah. I don't, I'm not talking about like, are oh, they scumbags or yeah. they, they 
crooked or or they liars or whatever these people have no fucking brain man yeah they i can show you article after article about the 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 the, the ministers because that's what they call the people you know they're, mm. they're not called senators or whatever they're called ministers for this and minister for that and all that they they released a thing on uh, telling people how to save energy and one of the things was don't use the blinker in your car use hand signals to preserve energy and it's yes. like that's got nothing to do with the fucking energy you dumb fuck is that really like, a government thing that was a real government thing. There was another article I could show you where the Minister of Defense said that they needed to start painting the trucks a different color because they've lost so many trucks that are camouflaged. Jesus. So it's clown that, town. That, that, that is the level of politicians, of government officials. Yeah, right. So it's, in the it's, country. It's, that's how bad it is, basically. That is why the country is in the position that's in because you it's run by people who don't know anything Jesus. who are literally the dumbest fucking people that don't even think they've had a preschool education wow okay that's crazy well yeah anyway it's 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 I'm glad you're out of there man you know well that's why we got out of there it was the writing was on the wall man yeah like, no yeah. you made the right decision you made the right decision coming to australia i wonder how it's going to affect the cricket team because i swear to god like <clears throat> Like, you know, you've got to field a good cricket team. We've always had a strong team. Um, now, a Florida school has banned the popular manga Assassination Classroom from its library. The manga features an alien teacher in Japan who destroys part of the moon and gives the Earth an ultimatum. A classroom of kids have to kill him within a year or you'll blow up the planet. It's unclear if the school banned books due to the portrayal of gun violence or that it reveals the truth that school teachers are aliens bent on destroying children's lives. I mean, yeah, that doesn't sound that different from many a fucking show or comic or anything. Like re when you when you break it down, like you're like, oh my god, like, but you're like, yeah, like end of the world scenarios in some of the most childlike shows are quite common. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I'm I'm familiar with that thing, and I wouldn't exactly say that it's like in great literature that needs to be in there. So I mean. Uh. Well, we have different views. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now about censorship. But, but... Again, but hang on. But, but also, I just want to say, I, <laughs> I, don't, I, really, I don't know if we've had this argument before. I hate the word banned because a library can choose what books they want to keep. They're not banning it. They're not saying the kids can't read it. Uh. They're just saying, as a school library, we are not going to put it in our library. Like, it's not a banning of a book. Mm. Schools and libraries can choose what... Sure. What literature they want to keep in it. So it's not a ban. It's just that they've decided that they will not have that in their library for kids to take out. Like, okay. But that's whatever. not the end of the I conversation. Mean, like, I mean, you know, the conversation can be why. You know, why are you making that decision? And it's not always an assassination classroom. It can be Mark Twain's books, you know? Um, it can be all sorts of different. Sure, books. but I mean, but again, I mean, again, we're not talking about anything that's classical literature yeah. or anything like that. To like, be fair, like, I don't really, I don't be... care about this myself, to be honest. I mean, you know, I as mean, always, they're, they're probably just looking at it's, it's, it's crass, it's violent, it's you know, whatever, whatever reasons. I mean, it's, but as I said, it's not, it's not classical literature. I mean, no one's missing out on, on, no, or not sure. reading it in the library. As I said, I've read it. I've even watched the, the, the anime and all that. It's it's fine, but it's not. It's, it's nothing worth. It's not all so. time. Yeah. No, I, I hear. You. 
Now, um, and it, it's proof that I really don't care that I'm not getting up in arms about censorship like I normally would. Unfortunately, I can't. I can't be bothered to raise my normal hackles, Richard, which would normally hear. Uh, now, the decline and fall of Western comic books. Uh, this is Michael's update. Now, this is interesting. Marvel Comics have announced that its Marvel app is shutting down June second. The app, which is operated by Comicsology, will no longer exist, and fans will be forced to download the Marvel Unlimited app and attempt to sync their library. The company claims that fans will not have to subscribe to a monthly plan to access their already paid-for library of digital comics. But as of yet, the sync is not working. The shuttering of the app is reported due to the mass layoffs at Amazon. Now, my question, and I'm, I'm confused, is this meaning... Is there a separate app called Marvel, or is this being the Marvel content on Comixology right now? That I, you know, I mean, I've got like thousands probably of Marvel comics. You know? No, no, no. So what? So what they're saying is that you you're going to have to get the Marvel app, mm. right? But when you sync your account, your Comixology library with that, you'll have access to it on the app without having to pay the monthly right. subscription. But what about the comicsology? Like on comicsology, I'm constantly, you know, over the years. It's I've, gone. It's gone, buddy. Once they shut it down, if you can't move your stuff across to some other platform, it's gone. I, I'm confused, though. Like, so are they shutting down comicsology? The app? Or just. Is there a separate app called Marvel right now that they're shutting down? That's what I I'm think there's on. a more. I, I think there's like. Okay, so. I think Comicsology, I think, was made up of different apps. Oh. So you like that? I think they're like a DC app, a Marvel app, or whatever. I I think for certain maybe books and all that sort of stuff. So. Um, well, I've got the I mean, I've got point, the Comicsology app, which has got all the comics on it, it of all the different publishers. I, I I think actually there's a separate app called Marvel, which is what we're talking. I'm looking it up now. I'm going into. Maybe no, I don't store. really do the Comicsology and all that stuff, so. Yeah. Do you still? I just get it directly on Amazon. So <laughs> do you? Do you still um, read your DC Unlimited? DC. Universe? Yeah, I signed, up, I signed up for a year, so I have it for a year. So okay. Well, but you... I don't go on there that often because I've read most of the stuff on there now. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like when I look at Marvel, I don't see a Marvel app in the Apple Store. I see Marvel Unlimited. I see the comics. Yeah, well, that's the app you're going to have to get. Yes. Right. So you, what you're saying is in Comicsology that the Marvel books will disappear. Is that what? Is that right? Because that's big news if that's the case. Well, it but you won't you won't be able to access it. Yes. That's huge news to me. I'm surprised that's not making more waves. You know. Let's let's you know let's Google a bit on this because this 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 came from Michael and I assume there was a separate app. Marvel Comics, Marvel App, Comicsology. Let's find out. Because, yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a problem. Marvel's, Comicsology's Marvel's app is shutting down. It's Comicsology-operated Marvel's app. Hmm. So maybe, yeah, that I think you're right, Rich. So as I said, I think my understanding is that is that it's a, it's... It's an app in Comixology, but it's where all the Marvel stuff would go. Yes. Like, it's not a set library. So what they're saying is that they're shutting down access to that. Right. So 
you're going to have to get the Marvel Unlimited. Now, what I'm saying is, yeah, th- th- this is the danger of digital. Yeah. If Marvel were like, nah, fuck it, our app, our app Unlimited isn't compatible with it, you've lost it all, sorry, then right. you're fucked. There's nothing you can really yeah. do. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I guess they're just moving away from Comicsology completely. Like they're just abandoning it. I better make sure that I. Tell you, man, Comicsology is going to be is going to be gone at some point. It yeah. will be gone. That's annoying to me because I've got a lot of comics on Comicsology. Um, but you know, I guess yeah, you are right. It's the day of digital. Um, yeah, I guess I have to make sure that I sync my. I mean, I. But the thing is, this year, I have not used Marvel Unlimited like even once, and I was actually I've actually set it up not to renew. So whenever it renew, like right now, I don't even have it on my iPad because I just haven't used it. And I set it up. I I like cancelled the renewal so that whenever it comes up, I won't you know renew it. But I guess I do need it for um, I guess I do need it for um. For my, for, for my comicsology stuff, if, if I have to do that. Let's clear up some confusion about the Miss Marvel moniker and where she made oh, her comic book. Did, that, did you hear that? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, you, you're correct. You, you are going to have to <laughs> uh, do something. Yeah. Is okay. there any way you can actually download the comics like onto a drive or anything, or it's only app-based? Uh, I don't know. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think you can. Some publishers allow it. But not Marvel. Um, but what's weird is that, uh, like, as of now, it doesn't appear that purchasing of new releases will be available immediately through Marvel Unlimited. Instead, a release from Marvel says new releases can still be purchased through Amazon to use on its new Kindle app. It's like, what? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I'm confused by the whole thing. Everything about it's confusing me, basically. Um, and what makes it even weirder is when I think of the Comixology app, I just think of the Comixology app itself, you know, and I don't think of anything else other than that. I, I, I still feel that this might be a separate app that we're looking at here, reading this, but we'll find out. We'll, we can find out. We, I, I'll find out. I'll... I think it is a separate app, otherwise... I don't think it'd be much of an announcement. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 I tend to agree. Moving this app to that app, not a big deal. But well, if it's Comixology, mm. like if it's part of Comixology, then I think that's how you were getting your Marvel, your books. Yeah, you were okay. getting it. You were getting it from the Marvel app that was just linked to Comixology. Yeah, okay, that kind of syncs up. Because I remember a million years ago. Um, I remember a billion years ago, I used to, when I bought a few, um, Marvel at a certain point had their own digital store and you could buy stuff on their digital store and you could sync that with Comixology. And they ended up closing that store at some point. Um, and I just wondered if, if I don't know, I get, I, I'll, I'll look into it more because it's a bit confusing how it's worded. Um, I hope I don't have to bother. I hope I can just open up my Comicsology app and my Marvel books are on there and that I don't have to do anything. But I, I've, I've got a feeling that you're right, Rich. You know? 
I've just got. Well, to... so I don't know. I just that's the way I. That's the yeah. Way I interpret it. Well, that's yeah, I... yeah, and I and it, the news is very new. Like it's not even a day old. So I assume I'll be able <clears> to find the answers to my questions pretty easily on Reddit and stuff. So I'll go there after the show. Um, this is big news. Two former Comicsology executives uh, have founded a new digital comics platform, Distillery. Not a good name, and also spelt poorly, D-S-T-L-R-Y. That's a terrible name for a company. Can I just say that? Uh, aside Sounds from, like an STD. Yeah, aside from an apparent hatred of vowels, the company will have the backing from manga comic company Condancha and give creators a stake in the company. So this is the big thing where they're trying to... They've got big names, and they're giving them an ownership stake. So Brian Azzarello, James Tinian IV, Scott Snyder... Joel Jones and Ram 5. So the same old fucking names. You know what I mean? Um, many of the names were also the same ones who signed to Comixology original and Substack deals, suggesting that didn't work out well. Um, uh, Michael Kellishim has suggested that digital comics are like Lucy in the football. How many times are you going to fall for it before you realise they're just going to pull it away from you? Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Um a terrible name for a company. You would think they would do better than that, guys who've been around. Big names, though, Azarello, James Tinn, the fourth, Scott Snyder, Joel Jones. Yeah, I'd be, very, I'd be very careful about uh, yeah. Scott Snyder's name, again, associated with anything, because there's a, there's a funny meme mm. where it shows that every new thing that he goes to basically dies. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um, Substack, or like it's all just like shit that dies on the vine, basically. That Snyder associates his name with. So, well, they probably we'll this is just another. They probably throw money, and he's just like, sure, I'll I'll put a book out on um distillery. If you pay me fifty grand, I'll do it. Why not? You know. Yeah, probably, but I'm just saying, if his name's associated with it, don't expect much because his his name's been associated with so many things recently. That's all just. You know what I'd settle for? Nothing. You know what I'd honestly settle for? Just a good fucking book. <laughs> I don't care very right. much. That's all I've. That's all yeah. I want. Like, like it's... I, I don't care terribly who the publisher is, what platform it's on. You know, get it out and and do a good book. Like, so when fucking Sandman came out, um, whether that had been at Marvel or DC, I would have loved it and bought the books, you know, the, the, the actual hardcover books at the end of the day of it. I, I sometimes feel like they forget that in all their bullshit. Like, everyone's mm. trying so hard to be so revolutionary, and it's like what you really want to do is create a good book. And if you could actually do that... Like, remember last week we, we covered that awful Phantom Road by Jeff Lemire? It was just awful. And I was thinking about it during the week. That was such a bad book and so empty and just, it was half an idea. You know, it was, yeah, you could have noodled on that. And I'm sure Jeff Lemire is capable. He could have created a really good book. But he actually created about two interesting pages followed by 20 pages of filler. Now, no matter how that came out digitally, no matter who published that, that's still a bad book. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it fails. And so many comics have succeeded. And sometimes I'm just like, all this talk about all these new companies, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I, I'm like, I, I, I don't really even care about the names because all those names have created both good and bad work. You know, Azarello, mostly good. But James the fourth, yeah, he's probably batting 70-30. Snyder, lucky to be 50-50. Joel Jones, 
I don't even know. And Ram V, I know, is highly regarded. I've not read a lot. But what I'm saying is they've all created some good work. So you would think they would have the talent to do it. But often, I, I read some of Snyder's Comicsology original stuff, and I felt it was pretty lightweight, personally. We covered some of it on the show, and I sometimes I felt like it was like, again, a decent idea, not really fleshed out, not looking to carry the book for too long, five issues and you're out. Now, five issues and you're out gives me nothing to be invested in, Rich. You know? That's not long-term thinking at all. That's short-term. That's one story arc to me. You know? Yeah. That's how I feel. Now, how about this? Jonathan Majors, a.k.a. Kang, uh, has been dropped by his management company, Entertainment 360, following his arrest on domestic violence charges in March. Multiple alleged victims of Jonathan Majors have come forward and are cooperating with Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Starting to look bad for him, Rich, don't you think? It does, but as I said, it's, it's, it is natural for a lot of wackadoos to come out of the woodwork with accusations when... <laughs> When a high-profile uh, person is accused of something, but sure. doesn't mean that that is not correct. I'm just I'm weary, and I want them to sift through the wackadoos mm. to make sure that yeah, you yeah. know, because as I said, it always happens when someone gets accused of something, then a whole bunch of like other people, you know, sure. there's a lot of crazy people in the fucking world that want their well. There's a lot of people you know, too looking for a bit of coin, looking for a bit of coin. Yeah, you know, like so, um, now, again, I'm not saying that he's innocent. I'm just saying. This could just be some wackadoos, but um, I think he's guilty you know, as hell. I think he's guilty as hell. Oh no, no, of of, of the the main charge, yes, of the of the woman who's accused him. But I'm not necessarily saying that these other people coming forward are yeah are, 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 are the same because again they could just be wackadoos. But hey, it's interesting. They're definitely going to be keeping an eye on it because um, you know I mean this is this is definitely uh definitely one way to kill your career <laughs> yeah definitely uh, and yeah your career as it's rising and get this um he's uh apparently he has wrapped filming on loki season two so that's going to be a bitch for them to have to potentially reshoot or maybe dub over his voice yeah, or something i mean he's in the Edmund movie now he's in the new loki he's in the new creed movie like <laughs> i mean He's had a lot of yeah, but Cre- out Creed's that. out though, so like it's like it's. But like, I'm saying um, it's all the stuff is is out and coming out. That's yeah. like, yeah. you know, that is like, um, you know, it, it's it's it, it's not the best. No, it, it's interesting. Like to be this guy's kind of literally been caught like as he's hit the main mainstream. You know, like. Really, this is his biggest moment of all, and he's just completely fucked it, like, on the starting line. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, anyway, a stunning new report, Richard, stunning, reveals that Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy had no intention of making Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. I mean, do we know the details of this stunning report? Like, is this just a source? Mysterious No sources? idea. But, I mean, but it wouldn't surprise me, because let's be honest, like... She's shit scared of Kevin Feige coming in and taking over. Well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, like she, like he's you know. yeah he's been destroying. So um, whether whether it's true or not, I would not be surprised if she was trying to hamper yeah like him him getting into the Star Wars shit because as I said, like um you know I mean he's done well enough obviously with the Marvel stuff not recently but he's done well enough that you know. Mm. 
they may pass the baton to him if he has a, even a remotely good Star Wars movie or something like Here's that. Here's a quote. Kevin Feige's project was something announced in the press, or I suppose fandom, but there was nothing. Nothing ever got developed. We never discussed an idea. As everybody knows, Kevin's a huge Star Wars fan, and if he did come up with something, I'd be all ears. But that's never really happened. So it's not an abandoned project. It just didn't happen. So she's, like, fully shutting the door on it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. She's trying to hose it right down, isn't she? <laughs> I don't believe a word. No, I don't. I think, she's a, I think she's a liar. You know, she's always she's she, yes, she has some success, big success as a producer, but she's a liar. You know, and she'll do anything she can to keep keep on the throne. You know, basically, she's like a politician. Basically, she'll do anything to cling to power. Um, well, I'm I'm not saying this would be sexist or anything because it's not whether it be a woman, but she's been successful at attaching her name to uh, better directors and talents and. Mm. And producers and stuff and all that. Like, you know what I mean? She's she's wormed away and managed to get a name, you know, um, attached to a lot of like big name projects and directors and stuff mm. and all that. Like, you know, Spielberg and um, Lucas and stuff and all that. So, um, and, well, and again, yeah. and she is a, she is a two faced bitch because remember Lucas? <laughs> no, Lucas handpicked her because he thought that she that he could trust her. Right. He 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 was the one who pushed for her to be in charge because I think she, he believed that she would. Um, well, they'd, work, after the they'd work together yeah, on on Indiana Jones. Yeah, and, stuff, and and as soon as she got in there, she completely like chucked everything out the window. Um, yeah, was like the force is female. You know, the future of Star Wars is female, and it's just like wow. That's I mean, I mean that's not exactly what what we want to hear. We want to hear that. Star Wars is fun. Star Wars is safe. Star Wars is, you know, um, getting the best talent and all that. I don't want to hear the force is female. That, that's the most. That was always bullshit. That was always bullshit. I, yeah. Did you see that? I sent you that funny meme the other day where Yoda was like, "You are the last, except for yeah. and he listed like about ten people. <laughs> yeah. The last Jedi you will be, except for Ahsoka Tano and Ezra Bridger and. Al Kestis and the Wookiee, <laughs> whatever his name is. and <laughs> Did you know that there's a new, um, I think it's called Jedi Rebellion, it's a sequel to Fallen Order coming out at the end of April? I didn't know that until today. There's a what? Uh, you, you know Jedi Fallen Order, the video game? Yeah. There's a sequel. I think it's called Jedi Rebellion. Oh, sequel. Yes, yes. Sequel. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you said prequel. Sorry. No, sequel. Well. I think it's called Jedi oh, yeah, Rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. That. That's, yeah. That, that was announced ages ago. Wow. Where was, was I on that? Where was I on that news day, Rich? I'm normally on top of the news. What happened? Was I sleeping well, that we've day? Already dis- we've already discussed that you've. Uh, I forgot it. I forgot it, man. Short. Uh, I was probably. Memory. I was probably so fucking on it early. You know, I was one of the, probably one of the first people breaking that news. And then ah, yeah, by no. the time it's come around now, I'm like, wow, what happened? Was this back in the 60s? Was this during Kennedy's administration? <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway. So um, interesting news. Gene Simmons has been had to sit down to play through a performance, I believe, due to illness. I think it was in Brazil. Uh, Dehydration uh, hit the demon, man. Nothing, nothing sadder than an old rocker. <laughs> well, <laughs> earlier you were saying they either die young or they just stagger on old, Rich. Like you know. Well, the thing is, I mean, like 
I mean, an old musician is not necessarily bad. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if you've got like, you know, um, you know, but when it, when it comes to like rock music, you know mm. what I mean? I just feel like at some point you need to be like, okay, I'm too old. Too old to rock to, and roll. To to rock and roll, like it just, I'm just sorry. It's just something about old guys. At least kiss have the makeup like, on. Rock. Kiss have the makeup on, which helps. You know. Yeah, but I mean, get rather get a cover band at some point because. <laughs> It's just sad. It's just I don't know. It's just no, sad know, when, it's, mean, when it's yeah. like rock and roll. Like it's just yeah. like, and, and you know what? It's going to be the same with heavy metal. <clears throat> you yeah. know, like I don't want to see Metallica in the eighties fucking put in on a concert because I'm like, you guys are too old, man. It's not yeah. that music doesn't just. It just. I'm not saying you can't listen to it as an old person. I just don't think you should perform it as an old. No, person. I hear you. Well, also, I mean, I I enjoy Kiss. You know, I enjoy their theatrics. I enjoy the songs and stuff, but. Again, you can enjoy it. I'm just saying they need to maybe, like, yeah. you know, we're, we're too old for this. Well, they keep going for the cash, don't they? But I mean, how much cash do these guys yeah. need? Like, you know, they must be worth a lot oh, of fucking guys money. They blow their money a lot, let's be honest. Yeah, but Gene Simmons, I think he's very wealthy. I'm really wealthy. I think he's got a net worth of over 500 million. I think he's really pretty fucking wealthy, man. Like, but I, you are right. There's also <clears throat> not maybe not everyone's in his position, and then there's the crew, there's the entourage, there's a whole business that if they just keep on touring and it sells out, and I assume it does. But Dave, also don't forget, net worth doesn't mean the money you have. Eh? Sure, no assets. Like that's, that's not that's not yeah, that's not money sitting in your bank account. Like he needs yeah. money to pay for those assets. I too. reckon. You know, if you've got a if you've got a, a, a mansion and you've got 50 cars and all that sort of shit, that's a lot of maintenance, man. Like, you've got to be earning money to, to maintain that fucking luxury. But that do you really in. believe Gene Simmons is hurting for cash, like, in that sense? Like, his liquid situation? I don't know. The, the fact that they that old and still put in on concerts, I think they do, man. I think they do. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Like, I don't think he's hurting for, for cash in that, like, if he needed to sell his shit to get money, he couldn't mm. do it. Mm. And and I'm not saying he's going to go bankrupt, but I'm saying he is hurting that he's like, I don't want to sell my shit. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to keep this lifestyle, so I've got to keep doing these fucking concerts. Otherwise, I've got to start getting rid of shit and selling off shit and and all this sort of shit. So you know. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, out of all the rockers, I think he's always been one of the cleverest with his money. I mean, I don't know. Well, you, but but again, who's the fucking drummer and what are they on? You know, there's there's people in that band who do want it to keep going. You know, who yeah, who yeah. need it? Like, not everyone's uh, been a financial fucker. Whereas a lot of them have put their millions up their nose. You know, um, the story is old as rock and roll. Like, you know, or alcohol, bad decisions, gambling. You know, well, if I remember, I think that's why the Who used to um, tax debts a lot of the time for the Who to do concerts. It was mainly the drummer. Was it um, Keith Moon? Was it Keith Moon? Yeah. He used to get himself into himself into a bit of um, financial Strong. trouble before he before he, before he passed, and then I think there was also the other guitarist or so at some point. So then they would come out and like do oh, a, yeah. another Pete Townsend, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. They had tax issues at times, you know, and and came out literally mm. to pay the tax man. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, you you are right, and these guys. Look, some of them are smart with their money. Like, Gene Simmons has always been smart with his money, but plenty of them aren't. Like, I'd say 9 out of 10 rockers blow their money. And you know know what? As smart as you are, you can still make a bad choice and then... Well, you invest. You invest in a restaurant or something, turns into a money pit, you know? You launch a burger chain, 
you know, it starts out great, then it falls apart, bankruptcy, you know, all sorts of things going to happen. Um, yeah, just one one bad choice and <laughs> yeah, you're back at square one. I know Jerry Garcia um, towards the end of his life, and he was, you know, they earn a lot of money, the Grateful Dead touring. Like, but it was a whole industry around them. Like, the, everyone needed it to keep going, probably more than the band needed it. Like, the entourage, the, the roadies. Like, and it got to a point where Jerry wasn't enjoying it, and his um, girlfriend said to him, Why don't you just, he said, I'd just love to leave, you know? And live off the ice cream money because he he had you know ice cream um, after him and he earned like you know several million dollars from that per year at least, and he's like I'd just like to leave it all behind and she said well why don't you Jerry you you should you've been doing this for like thirty years and he said do you understand how many people are depending on us to turn up and play you know like in terms of the the business angle like there was a whole host of people that sort of were reliant on that to keep going. So I'm not saying everyone's like that. That was Jerry Garcia. He was quite a hippie, really. But even in terms of Kiss, like, that's still... Like, we don't think of Kiss. Kiss aren't going to have a number one fucking pop song tomorrow. But their concerts all sell out wherever they go because of their name and they've got all these songs. So it's like... Same with Bob Dylan. Like, people turn up to see them play, even though they aren't dominating the music scene anymore. They're still a huge live act. You know, mm. and yeah, I don't know. But he's, if he's sitting down during performances and he's ill and dehydrated, I almost think maybe Gene, it's time to have a year off. You know, I, I here's the thing. I'll just say this: I think sometimes when they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, he was unwell, he was dehydrated," I feel like that's an excuse because they don't want to say he's old, he was tired, he yeah, yeah, his back know, was playing whatever. out. So they were like, "Oh, you know, no, yeah, he will just say, oh, you know, he was dehydrated." He, he ate, you know, he didn't eat well or some shit, you know what I mean? Because they're not yeah. going to come out and say, yeah, he's fucking old. He just couldn't. He needed yeah. to sit down to rest to get through it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's, just, out he's tapped out. Two hours of standing up, he's tapped out. He's done, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, they called the concert off. Apparently he played bass sitting down for a song or two and then Paul Stanley, the singer, said, we've got to call this off to take care of Gene, you know? And Gene was, I, mean, oh, I, hope, I, hope, some, I hope some people got a bit of a refund. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'd be annoyed as, as well if I was turning up for, you know, um, I want to hear um, God Gave Rock and Roll to You and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, he doesn't, uh, can't play the hits. Uh, final news item. What do you think of this, Rich? The X-Men's Nightcrawler is Marvel's new uncanny Spider-Man. So Nightcrawler is now Spider-Man, Rich. Make... What? Yep. That's right, man. <laughs> you ready <What>? for <laughs> 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 no, what what do you mean? Like, do you mean he's he's like Spider Man, or do you mean he's I, actually? Like I saw a picture where I saw a picture where Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner, was Spider Man. Uncanny Spider Man turns Nightcrawler into the new Spidey. I'll read out the news item. Nightcrawler goes friendly Spider Man in Uncanny Spider Man. Oh my god! Um, um, I yeah. Just saw the Rather than an ex, a classic ex Spider-Man character brought into the X-Men fold, Uncanny Spider-Man will turn Nightcrawler the X-Men into Spider-Man, with the fan-favorite mutant putting on his own spider costume in the wake of major status quo changes that are coming to the X-Men. How fucking ridiculous. Can I just say that right now? Like, I, I mean, I get it. You're trying to combine X-Men and Spider-Man, which I've always thought should be a lot more together as well, but, I mean, really, 
like couldn't they, couldn't they call him the uncanny spider crawler? I I don't understand like why they're like it's it's like they've gone they've tapped out on Spider Verse. They're like fuck, we can't think of anything else to make Spider Man like. Oh. And now they're like, let's just take fucking Nightcrawler and make him, he wears a Spider-Man costume now. That's it. Like, okay. Can I say something? And this is going to probably upset you. Um, So when we went to go watch Mario Brothers, uh, they played a trailer for the... Yeah. The the, the Spider-Verse Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. I I thought it looked terrible. Oh, come on, man. I love that trailer. With with Spider-Man 2099. I, I thought it was terrible. Well, Richard, I mean, I thought, I thought the jokes were unfunny. I thought, I mean, the only joke I thought was funny when they all sort of pointed at each other, saying "you, you." you that was you. good, yeah. Like, yeah, but that's the only one I found funny because it was referencing the meme. Everything else I thought was so unfunny. Well, Richard, I mean, you know, you're allowed to be wrong, my friend. You know, I don't hold it against you. Oh, well, I don't think I am. We'll I don't think it's going to be that good a movie. Oh, I can't wait for it. You know I love the original, don't you? Are you aware of that? Have I mentioned that on the show before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I stand by. Look, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm not that happy that Spider-Man 2099 is a villain. I thought it looks all right, man. We'll see what happens. Some days I think this old machine is out to get me Some days she does what I tell her It's like dancing with a Widowmaker Forty hours a week I'm talking about a big old D10 Caterpillar I don't know why I like to drive them like I do It ain't nothing but 175,000 pounds of steel Could be the money paid could be the power, could be I love the way it feels, could be I love the way it feels, but you know she's mighty unforgiven and you gotta pay attention cause a D10 could be the death of you, but I get her all fired up and I can feel it in my soul, and it's hard to tell just who's driving who. I could move Alaska all the way to Beirut I could bulldoze a beeline here to Beirut I could push the Rocky Mountains into the sea Heavy metal donkey and rock and roll Modern-day mule skinner driving 10,000 mules So I say a little prayer every day Lord, just let me get her turned around Without falling off this mountain You know the boss man don't like us Treating his D10 that way I don't know why I like to drive them like I do It ain't nothing but 175,000 pounds of steel Could be the money made could be the power, could be I love the way it feels, could be I love the way it feels, could be I love the way it feels, could be I 
Now, Weekly Comics, Rich, just one comic this week. It was the long-awaited, uh, God, Avengers. Not by me. Like I say, not by 1 me. One million BC. Uh, now, it just turns out, Rich, that everything that we know from other comics in, like, from the 80s or 60s, I guess, onwards through to the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2023, was not exactly the same in a million BC. <laughs> <laughs> Every mm. everyone was apparently there. I didn't know this. Uh, we had uh, primitive Ghost Rider, which we've seen before, exactly like normal Ghost Rider on a woolly mammoth. We had Odin, who's just Odin. We had the Phoenix Force um, there. We had fucking. It looked like Hulk. Um, I gotta say, I didn't actually. No, that's the Star Brand. He looked like it Hulk. It looks like Hulk, but it's yeah. a star brand, yeah. Okay, I don't even know what star brand is, but but it lo- I thought it looked like Hulk. Can I say this? I didn't actually mind this comic in itself, but I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Marvel was so creatively stagnant that their version of a million years before the birth of Christ, million BC, is just a cut and paste of sort of now, you know? Like the basic beats of now cut back to then, and they were like, oh, yeah, job done. Perfect. I was just, It's so unimaginative to me, you know? Um, mm. What do you, you... Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have that much of... I thought the issue itself was actually a lot better than a lot of Marvels. Like, I'd give the issue probably a 6 out of 10, but the actual concept of just making everything back then exactly like it is now, I just think is just really fucking lame. Like, I mean, how much long? If they did three issues, Wolverine will show up. You know, it's like, oh, it's Wolverine, BC. And it's just like, it, it, I think it really, I know this is all fictional, and you know, but like, it, it to me, it really cheapens the Marvel Universe. I uh, That's what I honestly believe. Um... What's your reaction, Rich? Oh, jeez. I'm far less forgiving than you. I thought this, this again, commits the biggest sin that you can do, and that is be boring. This mm. comic was absolutely fucking boring and pretty much nothing but people talking, 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 talking. Yeah, they did talk a lot. And, yes, and, again, I if this was like an Elseworld stuff, it'd be fine. Yeah, if this was like some different universe where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Avengers were like uh, formed in like you know caveman times or some shit, I'd be okay with it. I'd be one hundred percent whatever. This is an alternate fucking universe timeline, whatever you want to call it, and it's their version of the Avengers. Great, but if but the fact that this is the actual history, it's ridiculous of the Marvel universe is so fucking stupid because this is my um. I, I said this before, so I probably sound like a, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse. I'm tired of people undermining the value of their original characters. Mm. Okay, like if you're telling me that, like, you know, oh yeah, like Ghost Rider's been around since fucking you know Woolly Mammoth days and and stuff and all that, and 
you know, there was a version of the Hulk and there's a version of like like Black Panther and there's a version of I'm like, yeah, but then it just makes all your characters less unique. Oh Bassam. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of my biggest problems with, with a lot of the manga stuff that I do and anime stuff I do watch and read is they have this nasty habit of making so many characters um similar. Like wow. uh, I'll give an example like Naruto. Like, you know, Naruto when you first meet him, he's very kind of unique and he's like, I'm going to be the next Hokage, which is basically the leader of Ninja Village and all that. But then as the show goes on, there's so many people like, oh, you remind me of my brother or my whatever. <laughs> they said the same thing and, you know, they were just like you. And I'm like, I don't think you realize that every time you introduce a character that's just like him, yeah. who had the same dream as him, it lessens his dream because you're making it that he's not as special, that he's just another person with the same dream. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, the same yeah, gumption sense, as yeah. all these other people. And that's what the, and that's why I don't like all the spider people, and that's why I don't like this Avengers, Savage Avengers or whatever you want to call it. Like <clears throat> I don't mind a Savage Avengers if one they were uh, new characters. Mm. Like if if they were like new new sort of entities or or, or you know, but they're ancient, all the same. Um, it's all it's all cut and paste from like twenty twenty three. Well, it's, it's all, yeah. It's basically Odin who fills Thor's boots. It's Starbrand who fills Hulk's boots. It's a fucking Black Panther. But, that and you know Black what? I, you know what? I thought Odin was done really well in Thor: God of Thunder, which was um, Jason Aaron's Thor run, because Odin was around, you know, in that stuff. But when they started bringing everyone, it's like he couldn't resist. It's like. I don't know if it's Marvel pushing him or him pushing Marvel, but I like I just I just think it's just I also think it's really yeah. lame that they created the Avengers back then. Like Yeah. Well yeah. but even if you were like if you were gonna just gonna play and we're gonna go we're gonna call it Savage Avengers, right, and all that, then make it like actual gods. Yeah who were like the original Avengers who protected the Earth, and you could have Odin and Zeus and, you know, uh, Shiva and whatever, whatever, and you can actually pull from different yeah. gods and mythologies. Um, yeah. You can, you can even have like a bit of a joke where you know that you have Zeus and you have Mars or something, or is it, or is it Jupiter? Jupiter, yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter and Zeus, yeah. You could have Jupiter and you could have the joke like they keep getting the two of us confused or something like that. Like you could actually have them look very similar. Yeah, because Jupiter just, was just and, a Roman, actually, Romanization of Zeus. Basically. Exactly, but yeah. you could have a joke that they were actually different, yeah. but people confused them or something like that. You know what I mean? If you could do something like that, I, I'd be like, okay, cool. You're doing something different. You're having fun with it. Yeah. But to actually say, no, we're just going to have a prehistoric Iron Fist and a prehistoric, oh, so you know, Ghost Rider and a prehistoric Sorcerer it's Supreme. It's so fucked, man. It's like, yeah, it's it's like so stupid, man. Like, oh, uh, like I'd forgotten. Like, yeah, you know what? If they just said to me, the more primal force of say Ghost Rider existed, I was like, okay, but I would have made him evil almost, or at least antagonistic. But just the fact that like these fucking entities from a million BC just teamed up to form the fucking Avengers of the BC. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like, could this be? Where's Professor X? <laughs> like, I'm surprised. But you know what's so like crippled Professor why X? Does, why does every Ghost Rider turn against Mephisto? Why does he keep giving people? That's Ghost exactly powers? what I'm saying. You know, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Why don't you make the first Ghost Rider 
or from back then, like a figure of fear. And I, 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 I hate the lack of, like, this is comic books. So someone who's reading this, it's their first comic, might go, oh, wow, how imaginative. But if you've read any comic books before, this is probably the most least imaginative way of doing this storyline. It's the safest, most boring, bland way to tell this story. It shows me that Marvel don't give a fuck. They're the same as Tom McFarlane with his, like, million spawns. They're, they're, they're the exact same philosophy. Like, let's just create, just like with Spider-Man, I know you hate the Spider-Verse, but I like it. At least they're from different universes. This is just like, oh, let's just, like, medieval spawn. Let's just make million BC Ghost Rider. What's different about him? Oh, he's riding a mammoth. Okay. And it's just a toy to sell. And, like... And he's another good guy, just like... Yeah, I just feel this story could be done so much better. And it's not even Jason. Jason Aaron gives a passable, decent comic, but the beats of the story, the concept, the execution of the concept are so boring. It's just so fucking unimaginative. And I almost want to say it's cringeworthy. You know, to me, actually, because they actually all form up and they're all best buddies and they just form up the million BC Avengers. Don't you love it, kids? No. Like you said, Rich, if this was an Elseworlds and they told the story and DC did similar things back in the Elseworlds days, I would be like, sweet, cool. Um,. But again, I would hope that they would tell a more exciting story with these characters. Like, what a boring way to do it. Everyone just meets up, Rich, back in Million BC, and everyone's just best friends, and just, yeah, we're just fighting villains, and it's just the same as always, and you can almost not even realise, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I'd oh, give this... And, and, the Phoenix, and the Phoenix in this looks exactly like Jean as well. Looks very That's much like Jean. Um, yeah, Phoenix, you would, like... And I hate to be this fucking geek guy. But, like, let's face it. Like, if you go back to the original X-Men Phoenix saga, the Phoenix Force was this massively powerful entity. She wouldn't have just... Like, even if you just took it as a real force that was back then, back then she would have been so primal. You know what I mean? She would have been way more raw. Like the if you want to yeah. if you want to be the but but not just that Dave if you want to be the well actually nerd when she entered Jean Grey's body that was the first time she had entered a a, a human body oh yeah but they've wrecked on that haven't they like because like, that's what because that, yeah. that yeah because that's what drove her like um, yeah. to do bad things because she, the sensations were all new to her. Well, yeah. But now yeah. she fucking hops from, you know, now it's like, oh, no, she's always hopped from body to body. And, yeah. you know, she's been taking over bodies since prehistoric times. It's like, okay, well, then you've just negated. But she's like, exactly the same as Jean Grey. So if you didn't know, you might actually think it was just Jean yeah. Grey back in time. Um, we're going to be, like, and I, I, I want this cr- criticism to reach the very heart of Marvel. And I want Brevoort and his fucking clone to pay attention. You are without vision. You are, like... Two fat little men trapped in a dark room, <laughs> and you're remembering storylines that were far better, and just trying to sketch out on the fucking wall in the dark. And 
you're, you're in the shadow of better storytellers, more imaginative storytellers, more daring, and all you are, you're stewards of a property that you are failing and the property is failing. And that is literally what it's like for these guys. And they just don't know. They're just that lost in their own echo chamber. They're obviously not paying attention to sales. This is really unimaginative storytelling. Jason Aaron does a competent job, but I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's editorial. I just think the whole thing was a mishmash and all you did a million BC and the best you could come up with was, oh, they're all best friends and they just fight enemies and it's just the Avengers back then. Isn't it great, kids? No, it fucking sucks. And the Dark Phoenix saga is about a billion times better than this fucking version, you know, that you've done. All you've done is cheapen the the whole concept. No character is cooler. Ghost Rider is exactly the same as fucking 2023 Ghost Rider. <laughs> like, you know, there is no difference, except he's, dry, he's on a mammoth. Um, Starbrand, who looks like Hulk, I still don't know who that is, because it wasn't explained. It was just Hulk, it looked like, but they're calling him Starbrand. I'm like, what the fuck is Hulk doing there? Um, I wish Hulk had been there, because maybe he would have been better. Uh, like, here's a fucking clue. Go back to basics. Don't make everybody best friends. Have a fight scene. Don't be afraid for your characters to get a little hurt and make it a bit more fun. Because if I was a kid, I would be yawning my way through this comic. You know? Mm. Yeah, I'm giving it 2 out of 10. Oh, right? yeah, no, I I found it absolutely, utterly boring. Like, honestly, I just was like, Jesus, this is so boring. Like... I, and I'd I'd hoped that this was oh and fuck me it was Thor like I didn't see that coming a mile off like I was like I actually thought to myself if this if this isn't Thor they will have actually surprised me and they're like no Richard you know they've got to just it's honestly like their job is we've got to connect every fucking dot possible in the most predictable way and if we don't do that we failed. Like, what has happened to shocking audiences, you know, actual cliffhangers that, that make people pay attention? Like, Stan Lee would be embarrassed to read this, I think. You know? I think even Stan would find yeah, this hard to sell. Um, you know? But he doesn't have to worry about that. He doesn't have to worry. Thankfully, Stan passed away and didn't have to see this. Uh, I wonder what Chris Claremont thinks of this. You know, the guy who created Phoenix. You know what I mean? What does John um, Byrne think about this? You know? You know what, to be fair, they probably just think it's lazy. It is lazy. It's lazy and pathetic. And that sums up so much of Marvel's output in, in, in I wouldn't even say recent years, the last 10 years. Last 10 years. When Ed Brubaker mm. left the building, the whole Marvel thing turned into a fucking shit show. You know? And, um, and this is what we're left with. The million years ago, everything is exactly the same as now. Wowee. Gee. Thanks, guys. Like, fuck me. Um, it, okay, so we, we, we've set up. What did you give it out of 10, Rich? Uh, it's a 3, 4 out of 10. I'm giving it a 2. The, art, the art's pretty good. I mean, I'll say this. The art is good. Ed McGuinness, Ed McGuinness, you know, um, with another artist. I thought they did a competent job. Yeah. And I, mean, actually, it's not, it's, I will say this. is not Ed McGuinness's best work, but it's no. still competent work. 
Yeah, it is. It's always good to see him. And, and, I mean, my God, he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting on Jason Aaron's run, isn't he? People are showing up for their beginner start, and I think they're yawning their way through some of the Jason Aaron stuff. Jason Aaron has never been more boring than on the Avengers title. I, and I really like a lot of Jason Aaron's career, but I just think this is just not... It's just not for me. You know, it's just aggr- what, aggressively you know, not for me. Ed McGinnis... I hate it when they waste artists on books. Like It's like Ed McGinnis is like pure superhero-like art. Mm. Like He should be doing bombastic... Yeah, you know, high octane fucking you know battle scenes. Not 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 fucking thirty forty pages of just people standing talking, talking and, and yeah. dialogue and shit and all that. Man, like Guy or Phoenix having a little uh, gal pal session. That was interesting stuff. Yeah, man, he's he's, he's <laughs> oh, it's just so dynamic, man. Like fuck, what waste? Rather get someone else if you're gonna do a book that's just people talking with like literally no action. And say, hey, Ed, you, you're taking a break from this, yeah. you know. Chill out. It, it's just boring shit, man. I, I'll, I'll have a better <laughs> one for you, you know, <laughs> next month. I'm going to have, have full action next month, you know. It's like, uh. Yeah, it, 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 it's poor. It's very poor. Now, turning to our trade of the week, which is for Savage Sword of Conan, Volume 19, which actually covered the issues that you famously had. Um, yes, you actually had the magazine issues, and every time I've come to your house, every time I'm like, Rich, you got those issues, and I rustle through them. Yeah. And I've always wanted to sit down and read the whole thing. So what an interesting storyline. So basically Fantastic. Conan's on a ship with a guy from their version of China and um, the daughter, who is usual, he's having. It's like I, what I like about it is it's a mixture of, uh, like, it's a, it's a mixture of China and, like, Mongol. Like, I yes. like that it's like a kind of mixture Kaitan it's called yeah yeah anyway so they're traveling in a ship they take a stoppage in Australia which actually took me by surprise um they turn up in Australia and are fighting like kangaroos and like bushmen and like man apes and all sorts of stuff I reckon some stuff that some people would have big problems with now don't you think Rich can you imagine some of the more sensitive readers out there I'm sure they would. Be. Oh, couldn't you? Yeah, fuck them as well. There's my response. John Bashima doing, can I say, him and Ernie Chan really turned out some beautiful work in Savage Sword. And this is late 80s, 90, maybe early 90s, Rich. Um, you get to Australia, they finally get to Chaitan, to the actual, um, it's not Peking, but it's like PA King or something. They get there, the Emperor gets kidnapped, they go to Yamata, which is their Conan um, Japan. They fight samurai ladies, the, um, what are they called, like the butterfly ladies or something, and then they fight them on the volcano. It's great stuff. And what I love, Rich, and I want to get your view on this, is the when I say continuity, I don't mean boring continuity. I just mean like this beautiful black and white artwork by John Bashima. Roy Thomas just laying down a really pure Conan storyline that really moves, and it was just it it was it was like two hundred and fifty pages I read, and I just felt like I was so deep in the story. Like I felt the artwork was really beautiful, and as an artist, how did you see the artwork here? Uh it was phenomenal. Like I read three hundred and fifty odd pages. Oh, wow. Of this, I was just loving it so much. Like this, this is why you read comics. Like yeah. this, 
these collections, these Conan collections mm. are so action-packed and adventurous and um like non-stop like yeah, yeah you know what i mean there's always something happening man oh yeah someone's it's always fighting, going on someone's yeah. dying <laughs> mo- you know monsters are popping up like magic is flying like it's it's non-stop like no joke in three the 350 and this is the collection we're reading is about 500 pages oh, um, it's huge but it's huge the, but the 350 that i got to my god like there was there was not a single issue that was just like, all right, I'm going to take a break and just have characters stand around and talk and, oh, God, no. you know, expose and all that. You know what I mean? Like exposition and shit and all that. Like, it was just like, nah, we're going, man. This is just nonstop adventure, action, danger, romance. Like, it's like, it was nonstop. And man. there's I still character thoroughly, beats. There's still character yeah, beats. I thoroughly fucking enjoy this, man. This was like, oh, my God. This is just better than, like, anything today. Oh, yeah. Anything. Well, compare I this. don't care what you put in front of me today, mm. this is better. I totally agree. Now, do you remember, I felt Jim Zub's Conan, where they went to the East, was actually very good as well. And I felt that was a good modern compliment to this. Mm. But this... It was okay. It, it like, Yeah, it was compared to this. Like, well, this was so much better. But I've got to say, I've always liked John Bashima's art. I've always enjoyed it. Like I'll, I'll always, you know, I've never re- sort of seen his artwork and not liked it. But I felt Heat went next level in these pages. Like when they went to Stygia, and you saw the Stygian yeah. serpents and stuff. Like, like no, well, like, I think I think this is him at his height, bro. Like I yeah. think this is, I think the reason you especially enjoying this is I think this was him in his like absolute fucking prime. Like this yeah. was. This is him firing on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. No, it was amazing. Like, I there wasn't a wasted panel. I mean, the action, as you say, just keeps on going from it, but in a, in a really great way. If you get to the, can you uh, now? You had the original magazines, which mm-hmm. were, were bigger than a normal comic book. They were magazine size, well, like a Rolling Stone, weren't they? Kind of yeah. like size. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often were you collecting those? How long was it? Just would you pick them up when you saw them in South Africa, or I just, yeah, it was whenever I saw them, whenever they were sort of in a shop or something. There was like, as I said, when I was collecting, I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a comic shop, yeah, um, that I could go to. This was all like on spinner racks and yeah, news agents and even some supermarkets and all that sort of stuff. So I'm remembering late eighties. I'm buying Punisher, 2000 AD, you know, that kind of stuff. And I remember the Savage Swords stuff there, and I was entranced by it. And it didn't buy it. It was probably coming in at a higher price point. But I thought, fuck, it's cool that Conan's... I was always like, fuck, Conan's cool. Like, even as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, like, like teenage. I was like, oh, yeah. What a cool character. And, like, you know, he's almost the perfect character for these escapades. You know, because nothing phases Conan. You know, he just kind of rolls through. Like, you know, he's always available for a bit of fun and hijinks. Like when the, when the uh, he goes into the, they pull him into the bath, and then all the the you know Asian ladies come out, and he's like, oh yeah, this is good times. And then and then even his little girlfriend's like, oh, don't worry, such dalliances are common in Kaitai. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, but- there was, the, well, and then after that story, there's the one where he gets hired on another pirate ship, and he's like, give me an advance. And while the, the, the captain is, like, getting his ship ready and all that, he's, like, sleeping with, like, four different women <laughs> over, like, the week or something like that. Like, 
he just he's just he's he, he's like he's a fearsome warrior, but he's also just a rogue. You know what I mean? Like he just does his own thing, <laughs> and I like the way he's just. Well, cons- it's funny because he's literally like um, what I love about Conan is that he's very like. Um, He's an oxymoron sometimes, right? Because he is sexist, but then he's also a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I do. He doesn't like to kill women. He doesn't like to see women put into bad situations. But then he'll also tell them like, "Shut your mouth." Oh yeah, <laughs> you totally, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. if women like off him, he'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll bitch slap you, whatever." But at the same time, he's he's very much a gentleman in that. He doesn't like to fight women or kill women. He doesn't like to, you know, he doesn't like to see women in danger, you know, like mortal danger or anything like that. And will step in even when he doesn't have to. Yes. Like, well, it's, it's probably the most so, the heroic thing he does, but he also does it with a view to like the ones he does it for. He usually has a fondness for like he's, 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 he's not a complicated character, but that's kind of part of his charm. Um, to me, is yeah. Is, is, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like I, I just love that he's a gentleman and a sexist. <laughs> yeah, he's both. Exactly, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, oh yeah, he's totally brazen about 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 his desires. Um, and if anything, they tone him down a little bit. They go a bit PG on Conan fighting the samurai ladies because I've read plenty of Conan stories where he would just kill those ladies. You know that are, the sword fighting. But Roy Thomas was very much like, I oh, know he doesn't like to kill the ladies. So he's just like, but then I liked how his little girlfriend was like slaughtering them when she had them on the ground. Yeah. She's like, I like to finish the job. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like don't worry, I'll do it for you. And she just runs a sword through them. So I was like, okay. So it's a lot of the comics like shying away from it. It's just that I want Conan doing it. It's like, it's that's like their appeasement towards the fucking violence lobby. Um, yeah, I just, I had such a good time. I read probably. 250 pages i read until the to- uh the 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 other ma- the, the the magician who was the father of the witch queen when she he sent him back from the east that's where i read up to and he emerges in the, oh, the, the harbor keep keep going man i will i will i will i will i um i i had a fantastic time i i really and I was comparing it to Jim Zub's Eastern thing, which was fun too, but I just also feel like Roy Thomas just has more pages and he does more in in those pages. Like, he really... It's unbridled. Whereas I felt Conan, at his latest Marvel stint, they were almost embarrassed to have him there. You know what I mean? Like it was like they just didn't want to really yeah. go full Conan. Whereas Roy Thomas is just like, let's just go all the way, you know? And let's, well, it's weird because... The way I can describe it is that, like, when Roy Thomas does it, it feels like Conan. Mm. When someone like Jeff Jeff Zub does it, it feels like someone doing Conan. Yeah. If that makes sense, like, like they they doing their interpretation or what they feel Conan should be. Like they're trying to make it feel like Conan, but when when Roy Thomas does it, it just it it just feels like Conan. It just it just naturally feels like Conan. It's effortless almost. And, I mean, en- enough can't be said about the artwork because I- I've got to say, I mean, my God, I-, I don't know, man, you're the artist here. Like, the amount of pencil work that that Jordan Bashema does, like, the amount of detail and backgrounds and just the sheer amount of work 
I felt like the black and white, it just it just felt like so much work went into so many of these pages. Like, stuff that I think sometimes is a bit sparser in a colour comic book. Am I right in saying that? It felt like he was doing a hell of a well, lot of lifting. Well, you have to do a lot more in black and white because um, when it's black and white, you, you have to put... Um, You've got to put a lot more work into like your shading, um, and and making things feel more three D because when you can't do that with color, right? Mm. Like you can kind of cheat with color with your multi tones and your shading and and make things feel. But when it comes to black and white, you need to make sure that things stand out from each other that mm. you can differentiate. Because if you just did like like you just did everything and not much shadow in lines or whatever. It just look like a white page with lines on it. But and, and I've read the, some Savage Sword with artists where it does look like that, you know. But this was, yeah, this was. I felt uh, you you made a great comment, Rich. This felt like a guy at the absolute top of his craft, you know. Oh no, the, yeah, the art in this was absolutely phenomenal. Massive amounts of detail. Um, when it was nighttime, it felt like nighttime. Yeah. Uh, even though it was a black and white book, when it was daylight, it felt like daylight. Um, yeah, just uh, I was mar- like seriously, like this is probably one of your best picks. Not just because it was Conan, but just this, yeah, this collection of Conan. Well, I'm glad just, you enjoyed it, man, and, and I'm going to keep going through absolutely it. Absolutely great. I, I was saying to myself, "Oh no, you must. You're gonna you're gonna really enjoy the next story arc." I um, will. I'll keep going. I mean, I, I'm digging it. The the storyline early on where they went to Stygia, uh, you know the serpent temple and all that, and, and the the images. Stygia or Stygia? Or Stygia, however, Stygia. Stygia, okay, Stygia. But when they went there and you saw the serpent temple, how it was set up, I was like, and they're going through the streets, being chased by the guards. I was like, I I don't think I've ever read a Conan storyline where, you know, I'm sure they exist, but I've never personally read a Conan storyline where they're in Stygia, mentioned many times. But for to actually be there, you know, I was really feeling like part of the story to me. I just, I, I really, I, I got a kick out of it. Somewhere, somewhere that's always mentioned. Mentioned much more often than seen. To actually get there and them sneaking around on the streets and the guards going crazy about Outlanders. I was like, man, this is cool stuff. And I guess Roy Thomas had been writing Conan for 20 years. If this was 1990, he'd been writing Conan since about 1970, 71 um, so he'd yep. been involved with Conan for a long time himself, um, and what a time to be alive as a Savage Sword of Conan fan, because this is only a year or so after Chuck Dixon finished his incredible Savage Sword run, um, and then this was great, and I was chuckling a couple of times, thinking about like the depictions of the different cultures and stuff, and I was like, and they depicted it respectfully, frankly. Like they're traveling with a Chinese, you know, merchant pirate and his daughter and this and that. But like I could just imagine some of the more politically correct sensitive members just like just shriveling up, you know, in shock and horror. You know, the, the kind of guys who are so insulted by Oriental adventures and stuff, you know, everything offends them. Mm-hmm. So this would just be great, like to just throw them a couple no, of things. I'm I'm glad everything offends them. Oh fuck go, them. Go yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. Fuck them, is my opinion. Like, I leave, love to, leave know. Conan to the real men. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I think Conan fans would just be lapping this up because it's just pure Conan, um, unfiltered, and it's great. 
and he's a good guy anyway, so it's not like Conan's this evil guy. I mean, even though he's very much a mercenary, like, you know, he's he's kind of the hero of his own story, does things his own way. Like how, how soft and pathetic must you be as if you feel threatened by a, a, a fictional oh, character and a, a fictional world? Like, how, how pathetic are you if you feel threatened and harmed by a, a work of fiction? Like, seriously. No, yeah, exactly. And, and look, I, I don't think that's a huge amount of people who are like that anyway. And I think real Conan fans, honestly, if you like Conan, like if, if all you've read of Conan is the recent Marvel stuff, well, fucking take a fucking deep breath and dive into the real shit, which is which is the Robert E. Howard stories and it's the savage sort of Conan run, and start with Chuck and then keep going to this because you're in for a fucking hell of a journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I do believe... But Savage sort of cone omnibuses are up to about issue... I can actually tell you I've got it on my phone. I think they're up to about issue 10 or 11. And they're going to keep going through Titan now because Marvel lost the license because Marvel were fucking useless and didn't know what to do with Conan. And um, mm-hmm. the best thing Marvel did was put the reprints out. That was the best thing they did. And anyway, what I'm trying to say is Titan is going to be doing those reprints now starting from one again, but they'll quickly get all the way up to where they were, and they're going to keep going with the same trade dress and everything. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, it's all still happening. Um, they haven't abandoned... I, I, I think Marvel just completely dropped the ball. I don't, I don't even understand why they let the license lapse. Like, you would, they must be doing so well in the reprints. Um, you know, they couldn't get their stuff sorted out. Okay, so Savage Sword, I believe they're up to omnibus uh potentially nine i think eight or nine so they're gonna they're gonna reprint those eight or nine and then they're gonna keep going and they're very quickly gonna reach uh chucks in in probably about two more omnibuses um and then they're gonna keep going and and cover all the way up to the end and my goal is to have the complete run of the omnibuses for both the original conan you know barbarian color one and the black and white savage sword. That's my goal, Rich. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've always loved Conan in black and white. Oh, I he's great. Feel like yeah, it, yeah. It, it feels like just proper Conan when it's black and white. Totally correct. Like no offense to the dark horse stuff and like even your Marvel stuff, but just black and white Conan is just uh, it's just the best Conan. Like, it is the best. Just... It is the best. And thank you, Rich, for you supplying those magazines that time I came into your house, and I was just like, wow, there it was. And finally, we've reached those issues. And um, did you remember any of it from when you were a kid, or was it all just like reading a new? Yeah, no, no. The the, the first story, yes, uh, yeah. and that's why I kept going because um, I didn't really have much of the after that. Yeah, so, so it would have been a treat just to keep on rolling beyond where you'd read to as a you know, teenager. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have the um, so my issues don't go up to the um, the father and the daughter sorceress. Mm-hmm. And and all that sort of stuff. So um, so yeah, that's why I, I read that, and then I kept going with the new storyline with the the new pirate ship when he gets sent back and all that. And um, I'm going to keep going as well. I'm going to finish the 500. Yeah, <clears throat> and I will I will say to you, um, if you go back a, a few more volumes, uh, start reading Chuck Dixon. We'll probably do Chuck Dixon Savage Sword Run at some point because that's fucking brilliant as well. Um, just absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Like I honestly think it's the best Conan. I've read outside of Robert E. Howard. You know, I've I've told Chuck that myself. I just think it's fantastic. And John Machado. Oh, I would. You know, 
I, I would definitely say, uh, other than Howard, I, I do think probably Chuck and, and Roy Thomas are probably yeah. like the best to like to, to ever sort of um, uh, steward. Oh, the, I totally agree. The, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't even think it's a controversial take. I think it's the f- stating a fact. You know, bang. I mean, there's been some other good ones, but I think the two sure. of them have probably done like the best work. Hundred percent, man. I tell you, someone who else who wrote a few Conan novels was Robert Jordan before Wheel of Time. Did you, did you know that he wrote like three Conan novels? Ah, uh, I did know that, but I never read them. Yeah, mm, I've got them on iPad. They're decent. You know, like they're. They're not as good as, as the stuff we're discussing, but they're pretty decent. They're good fantasy books, you know? Um, you can definitely see him honing his craft before Wheel of Time kind of thing. Um, well, Rich... Oh, it's something good, so, you know... I'm giving it 10 out of 10. There it is. Oh, it's a 9 out of 10 for yeah, me, for sure. it's fucking yeah. great. Um, Conan, check it out, kids. Um, Savage sort of Conan. This is re- yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, if you want proper Conan, if yeah. you if you want to, you like, like the, this collection is just fucking great. Like, so it's, like it's this was volume nineteen of the Dark Horse collection of the Savage Sword stuff. Um, it will be coming out again um, on the omnibuses, you know, later that are coming. We're coming through Marvel, coming through Titan, so you can get your hands on it. There's plenty of reprints out there of the Savage Sword stuff that are pretty popular. Um, I'd highly recommend it. And as I say, start from about volume 13 or so, I believe is when Chuck started. It was about volume 13. And he does about three volumes and they're fucking genius. And then it comes to this and this is great stuff where they travel to the East. And I mean, it's just hijinks, 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 hijinks. And um, it's great stuff. And and I had a fondness for the daughter, actually. I thought she was a cool character. I mean, how cool would it be to do that as a, you know... Like, obviously, you'd have to change little bits, but to do that is basically a Conan movie, Rich. Can you imagine that? Um, well, that cannot be... I think I've said this before. I would much prefer a good-budget Conan TV show. Oh, me too. Yeah, good point. Like, imagine what we've just read now as as episodes, like... like Oh, yeah. In a season or something like that. Oh, my God. Like... You know, good budget and and just this pace that they were going, yeah. And like each one is like an episode, like you know, each issue is like an episode. Oh my god, that'd be like, awesome! What a great, what a great show would they be? All they'd have to do is adapt these. It's like the fucking work's done for you. Oh, please, yeah, get a decent scriptwriter and uh, adapt these, and uh, it's doable. It is doable. That's the thing. Like it's 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 possible. Well, Rich gave it a nine. I gave it a ten. Um, that Savage Order Conan Volume 19 from the Dark Horse reprints, it's highly recommended by Signal of Doom. Um, I do want to say you know, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to everyone who's been listening, come on board in recent weeks with some of our interviews. Um, I hope you've enjoyed them. Now, we're proud members of the collective. Um, you've got a lot of people on the collective, guys like Ghost Spider Groupies. You've got Inner Demons of the Brian Biggie. You've got Capes and Lunatics. Um, the Ultimate Spider cast and many other shows that Phil Lilith and Charlie do. Um, you've got Ray with Into the Night, obviously, and his Spider Woman podcast, To Nowhere Is To Fear. Connor's got his license of Krypton. There's a ton of shows on the collective, and uh, we're proud members of that. Um, if you can support us, uh, there's patreon.com slash signal of doom. You know, it pays for the hotels, doesn't it, Rich? <laughs> well. <laughs> Hopefully I won't have to try and resuscitate you with a bag of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, wow, I'd forgotten about that, man. Keep on rocking in the free world, Rich. I want to say 
Thank you, and good night. Good night. Killer show, Rich. We took it all the way. Mm-hmm.